That could make a Wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute. I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern day Yoda. I'm your Huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. You feel these nipples. That boy's good. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos and motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. All right. All right. Welcome, everybody. It is Tuesday, December 19th. This is the Mike Rutherford Show. We're coming to you from the world-famous University of Louisville College of Business Studios here in sunny and beautiful Louisville, Kentucky. Cards fans, take accounting to a whole new level with UofL's Master's in Accounting and Analytics. In-depth data analytics courses allow you to achieve a new mastery of accounting in this AACSB-accredited program. They've got 11-month competitive internships that allow you to prepare graduate career-ready to <laughs> prepare you to graduate career-ready in just 12 months. Start your journey today. Visit business.louisville.edu. We're on the air today from 3.05 until 6 here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the United States and beyond. It's the Big X. It's Mike Rutherford and Trevor Kelsey back here on a Tuesday as we kick off rivalry week between Louisville and Kentucky. Other things going on as well. We were bumped for the WKU bowl game yesterday, which turned out to be extremely eventful. We got WKU players chomping on toast after making the fourth largest bowl comeback in bowl history yesterday against Old Dominion. That was fantastic. We got lots to react to from the weekend that was. Kenny Payne was not fired. We'll talk about that. Will he be fired this week? We'll talk about that as well. Before we do any of it, we'll talk to our guy Trevor Kelsey, TK. How's your Tuesday? How you feeling? You're looking great. No, well, you didn't even really see me that much. You just kind of glanced at me as I walked. I smelled by. you. You smelled fantastic. <laughs> That's all I needed. Just a whiff. I don't even stink. See, <laughs> it's the holidays. I, I just ran a marathon and I don't smell. <laughs> That's all that matters. Uh, well, I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, doing good. Doing well. Um, doing. Uh, Kind of amazed, kind of shocked that we got bumped for Western, who then got bumped for the two-hour pregame show of Monday Night Football last night. Is that what happened? Yeah. They were in overtime. They're like, we're going to send you to ESPN2 for the rest of this game so we can go to the beginning of Monday Night Football Countdown. Oh, on TV. Yeah. I'm like, it's a two-and-a-half-hour pregame. You can't wait like five minutes. They've never done it. I was amazed they did it. They never do that. They, they, they make live games go to other channels or make them wait. No, but Monday Night Football, we got to get it on the air, which, by the way, sucked, I might add. Sorry. It's a bad Monday. It's a bad Tuesday for you. Yeah, but uh, the weekend in general wasn't too, wasn't too upsetting. Got a lot of movies in. Got some Christmas stuff in. Didn't watch Barbie. Um, and got to got to watch a win on – I got to see a Louisville win, so that's always nice. We did. We'll talk, uh, I mean, yeah. briefly, I, I guess, about the win over Pepperdine, which <laughs> almost felt – We didn't even preview that game at all, by the way. We, we You know, we didn't. There, there was no <laughs> point. If we had one text that was like, hey, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Can I get some thoughts on Pepperdine? 
then I we would have I would have given you the five minute rundown of Pepperdine. Nobody wanted it. Nobody wanted to talk about Pepperdine. They just wanted to talk about what was going to happen with Kenny Payne. I mean, what are you hearing about Kenny Payne? What could we possibly hear about Kenny Payne? And so that's what we talked about for really like yeah. three straight hours on I think Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And, and football recruiting, which I know we'll get into here we in a will. second as well. Which was I think most people like that re- they reached out to me. I was like. You're not on the show today? I want to hear about the, the transfer portal. I'm like, will we be peppered? I'm like, yeah, yeah, that too. But what about the transfer portal? I did see a lot of people yesterday <laughs> who like, texted into the show and were like, I cannot wait for the Mike Rutherford show today. And then at like 3.05, they were like, never mind. Retract that text. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, we were off the air yesterday. We told you on Friday this was going to happen. The setup was this. Because WKU was playing its bowl game at the Bazaar, it's strange that it's the only daytime bowl game kickoff this week. It was, was a 2.30 yesterday. kickoff. 2.30 kickoff. Yeah. There's, yeah, I think the only game tonight is a, is a night game, Marshall versus uh, UTEP. There's no game tomorrow, which seems like a you know, dumb. We do have it's, a basketball doubleheader tonight, though, Western and IU. We, but I'm just talking about bowl yeah, games. Yeah, like, yeah. It's just strange that you've got every other weekday game is a night kickoff besides the Western game, which did unfortunately knock us off the air. Now, we did have a contingency plan. If Kenny Payne had gotten fired over the weekend or gotten fired on Monday, we would have been on the air in some way, shape, or form to talk about it. We would have gone on very quickly. But that obviously did not happen. That's breaking news to some people. Some people are like, oh, he didn't? It didn't happen? Uh, Did not happen. But we did win a game. Those two things may be related. Who knows? We'll never know. No. Do you think the ESPN thought like this Monday, last Monday was Christmas already? Like, well, let's put the game on at two thirty. It's Christmas Day. I don't know what the. the I mean, I, don't, I can't imagine. It was strange. Like people aren't off work on the, the, the you know the, the the week before Christmas, like <laughs> seven days before Christmas. Also, you would think, okay, well, it must be a West Coast game, right? It might, or it must be something in Hawaii. Nope. No, it was in North Carolina. <laughs> it, was, it was same time zone and everything. <laughs> yeah, it, it was strange, but hell of a game. Congrats to the tops. Very strange too. Like. I looked. I, I, you know, I'm not keeping up with all the bowl news. I'm not keeping up with all the Western Kentucky football oh news. But they had like seven guys who you know, weren't necessarily hurt, just didn't play. They didn't want to play in the bowl game. Austin Reed, Austin Reed, one, yeah. the, the quarterback. Because I was, I was looking into because he had kind of a bad year. He was widely rumored to be Louisville's starting quarterback for this season. There was all these reports that he was in, Louisville was in, and then something happened and, and it fell apart at the last second, and Louisville ended up getting Jack Plummer. But he had kind of a whatever year mm-hmm. for Western this season, who had kind of a whatever year overall. But he didn't play in the bowl game. Nor did their best receiver. The, the best, like, yeah. But the entire offensive line didn't play, and people were like, I don't think it was for his draft stock. I think he was just afraid to get hurt. But he's playing in like the East-West Trine game. So, I, you know, it, that's it's just, a big thing, though, for for to my his level. That's where you get noticed. I know, but like, it, it's just crazy to me that I, I know things change quickly in the world of sports and things have changed especially quickly these last five years or so. But it wasn't that like think about it, it was like 10 years ago where you had a Heisman finalist was like, I'll I will die <laughs> to get my team a win in the San Diego County Credit Union Poinsettia Bowl. Like, you, you had like, you, know, you, you had guys with lots to lose that were like playing in these. Like December twenty third bowl games, and who are like I I don't care if my left arm falls off, I'm gonna play in this game. And now you've got like four hundred and twenty players who are like I don't even like, like I, I'm I'm probably not gonna get drafted. I just don't want to get hurt. I'm not playing in this game. So Western playing with like a, a group of you know second and third stringers, they ended up their third string quarterback came in and led this huge. By the way, when I first saw him on TV, I thought it was Patrick. Did it look like Patrick? I was like, is that Patrick out there? But they like, come back from down 28 nothing Again, fourth largest uh, comeback victory big, in bowl yeah. history, and they win in overtime. Kind of a wild game. But just like if you're trying to – I see everybody who does these bowl forecasts. Like, I'm picking a winner for every game. How the hell can you pick winners? Like, we're playing like, – there are guys that haven't seen the field at all this year 
that are playing major roles in almost all these bowl games, it's just impossible, I think, to predict anything. But props to the tops. They got it done. Props Props to the the tops. tops. Um, Damn it. I forget what I was going to (laughs) say. Sorry. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you were talking about the the players stepping out. And I could be wrong, but I was like, wasn't the, the image of, I mean, wasn't it a bowl game when we had the image of uh, Byron Leftwich being carried by his teammates across the field? Yeah. That, that was a bowl game, right? It was. Yeah. I mean, a bowl game that I'm sure was very minor at the time and still is to this day. But, I mean, yeah, that's something you don't, I mean, that's a starter. That's the guy who went seventh in the seventh pick in the draft. Probably way too early, but nonetheless, he went seventh in the draft. Yeah. Yeah. Jacksonville fans still love him. It was. Different times, different times. Speaking of, it, this is the 13-year anniversary of a, another different time. I posted this. It just happened to pop up on like my Facebook memories. I love you. Know, 13 I love years those. ago today was the the infamous. Do you remember the Beefo Brady's dance off? Yeah, vaguely. I don't remember it as well as you do, but I do remember. I remember when it happened. Yeah, the Beefo Brady's Bowl. You know, Louisville it was the first time we played in a bowl game since uh, since the Orange Bowl. Cragthorpe comes in here. We go bowlless for three straight years. Charlie in his first year takes us to a bowl game and there's something to be said for those well there used to be when bowl games mattered more there was always something to be said for after a prolonged period of like not being good having that first year head coach come in and you know not setting the world on fire but being good enough to get you to a bowl game it, it, it felt special it, it, you know, it was a sign of things to come but also it was on a, you know I think we were picked to finish last in the Big East that year it was great and we're playing an old rival there was a nice build-up I do remember like the, the night of the actual game I'd gotten my first semester grades for law school, so it was a very quick, nice distraction to like. It's like, all right, let's focus on the ball game. Let's not think about that anymore. That was your only semester of law school, right? You always say this. How do you? <laughs> I finished the whole year. Congratulations! I finished both. Sem- you well, like, get so mad that you finished the one year. Like I did one year. <laughs> it's just no. It's just because you're consistently wrong about it. You're like, oh, you only you don't even do a full year. You're a semester. I'm like, I did the full year. <laughs> Sometimes I think you only did a class. I'm a one L. Well, they only you had like three classes. Law class. Law class. Yeah. <laughs> So we there was a dance off, you know, they do these bowl events, but you know, you have bowling and and uh, you know you have like a, a dinner, like all these crazy bowl events. It didn't happen like Gardens of the Galaxy when they did a dance off. So they had a, they had a dance off, and apparently things after Louisville won the dance off, thanks to the heroics of of Car Chronicle favorite Titus Teague, there was like a, a dust up. The two teams kind of got into it, a little pushing and shoving. They had to be separated, and the quotes that came out of it are just some of the best bowl. This is when. Back when bowls were bowls, the, the, the peak of college football, t- 2010. Come on, Grandpa, tell me about it. Dexter Heyman said, he's asked about like what happened. He goes, someone said something disrespectful. Did a little jawing after the dance contest. It's all good. It's just a little too close to game time, you know. But then maybe the greatest bowl, bowl week quote of all time from an, a, a Southern Miss player who refused to be identified. He said this from a USA Today story about the, about the incident. They started talking trash about us being in Conference USA. They said that we can't, we can't dance. It was stupid. We'll do our talking on the field. A friendly dance competition and they take it all serious? It's ridiculous. They said they, they talked trash about us being in Conference USA and that we can't dance. Incredible quote. Incredible times. What a time to be alive. I can't dance. I can't walk. Only thing about me is the way I whoop Southern Miss's butt. We did win. Shout out to Johnny Patrick. Before Brady's bowl MVP, I, I think I think of dust ups uh, outside the bowl games that is ranked only right behind Jerome Brown's uh, fatigue game with Penn State. <laughs> did, did, did Germans did Germans have <laughs> shared dinner with the Americans before Pearl Harbor? No, and neither are we. We're out of here. <laughs> it was incredible. Yeah. Anyway, uh, 
Besides, uh, you, we'll get into the sports in a second. The you know, Eagles, rough weekend. Lions, nah, great weekend. Uh, Louisville football, fantastic weekend. Yeah. Louisville basketball, good weekend, depending so, on what your vantage point is. Kind of a doggy paddle weekend. How was your uh, – how, how how Did you call it that? Maybe the doggy paddled into the weekend? I mean, it was uh, – I, I don't know what to say. It was – I stand by pretty much everything that I said on Friday uh, on, on the show, which now seems like – Friday's show seems like it was forever ago. Like, so much has happened. It does, yeah. But I remember I, – I said, I don't think anything's going to happen today. I don't think anything's going to happen this weekend, even if he loses – it just it made sense to me that if something was going to happen, if you're going to bring in an interim coach or potentially an interim staff after the Kentucky game is the most obvious way to do it because you've got the holidays, the break, the players will go home. You'll say, you know, reevaluate if you want to leave the program. We understand all that stuff. And then you've got 13 days between the Kentucky game and the, the Virginia game on January 3rd. I, I think that and we'll talk more about this as the week goes on, because the, the UK game itself is almost, it feels like of secondary importance, right, which feels super strange to say. Yeah, it's, it's, it's almost like, I just kind of want to get it over with, to be honest with you. I, I think that we're in a situation now where there's only one of two things that are going to happen for this season. I think either Kenny Payne is fired the day after the Kentucky game or two days after the Kentucky game, almost immediately after the UK game. Well, it'd be, or okay. he's coaching for the rest of the year. Like I, I, you're not going to fire him, and in, in, if, if you let him coach through the holidays, coach through the, the flipping of the calendar into ACC play and in 2024, like there's just like this is the clean time to do it if you're going to do it. And I think if they, if we see Kenny Payne remain the coach through this two week break, then like he's here for the rest of the year. Like they're saying we're just going to take the lumps. We think that there's just the alternative doesn't provide us with enough enough positives. You know, for better or worse, he's coaching the rest of the year. Live with it. We'll make a move after the season. Like I, I think those are the only two avenues now. I, I would be shocked if we keep Kenny Payne and then we fire him on like February first because things are going so poorly in ACC play. Like you, when you go five and seven with maybe the weakest conference schedule that you've ever put together, and you've got what three really embarrassing losses in that really embarrassing losses. Then I think that there's like you know what you're getting. You, you know this isn't going to get any better. And if you're choosing to to keep this coaching staff intact into conference play, then you're essentially telling the, the whole fan base, like, we're just going to ride this thing out. You would think, because do we, we, we don't, they still, they still leave out the bomb two conference, the teams in the conference tournament, don't they? Or does everybody get in now? I forget. They've never left out the bottom two teams. I thought they left the team out one year. Remember, I think it's Big East days, maybe. Big East, yeah, until like 2007. Okay. Well, that's about when I stopped paying. Something happened around that time. That time in two thousand seven, that my memory starts to deter a little bit. Yeah, no, the ACC has never done it. <laughs> I was saying they did. Well, they should. Uh, <laughs> we finished. It's been a good year to do it. How did you think? <laughs> what place did you think we finished last year? Well, last <laughs> we played. We played in the conference tournament. Was there a conference tournament game? I don't. Remember. <laughs> I don't. I remember four games. I sure still don't remember that one. <laughs> we played. We lost. It wasn't good. We lost to Boston College by, I think, what, 22 points, something like that? It was bad. Well, that's believable. Yeah. That's, I believe it. Um, point is that, I mean, I guess, yeah, I, I kind of, if you're not going to let him go on Friday, then and you're either the last of the season or like right before the conference tournament. I could see him letting it go like before the AC tournament, maybe, or something. But yeah, just, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I just, I, if you don't pull the trigger, though, and what if you have another game or two like Arkansas State? I mean, that's just... Well, thankfully, you don't play any teams that are that bad anymore. 
Yeah, you play teams that are better than that that can do that to you, if not worse. I mean, Louisville's only the only way Louisville gets a win with the staff is you have to play a team that has lesser talent and lesser coaching. And I don't think we have. There's no way left on the resume for that. But what do you? What's the because Lorenzo Romar's an idiot. If you're keeping them, if you're keeping the stat, like like a 35 point loss to like Georgia Tech does nothing. Like you know what is it? Oh no, we're bad. Like we know we're terrible. Like they like there's nothing that I think can happen moving forward that would make this I, any just worse. Like I don't know if there is a right answer. We're like 292nd in the net rankings. Like we know. Did we move up? We we had to have after we beat Pepperdine. Oh, well, I don't know. If not necessarily, but okay. a team that hasn't won a road game in in 30 games now. Uh, but yeah, Pepperdine was bad. But like you know, you, you're basically just saying we don't care how bad it gets. We're just we're riding this thing out. Like we're we're gonna let him do this. Like whatever. Uh, but I, if you're asking me, because everyone's like, well, "What do you think is going to happen?" This is no inside info. I, I think that unless the the game against Kentucky is much much better than we're all sort of fearing. Like I'm not saying they have to win, but if it's a close game, if they look competitive, if they come out, they play with the same effort, effort level that they showed against Pepperdine, and they lose by like five points, eight points, something like that. Unless that happens. I think that he and this entire staff are going to get fired, and just, they're going to bring in an entirely new interim staff for the I rest just, of the year. I just think the decision has been made already, regardless of what the outcome in, on Thursday is going to be. I don't think it has. If, I if mean, you're asking me to say what I think, if you're, I mean, I know, but I'm just saying, if you're going to pull a trigger, I mean, you have to have stuff in the works. I mean, you just can't be like, oh, we just lost this game. You know what? Let's bomb tomorrow. I mean, I just, I would think you'd already know it's kind of a. Josh knows whether he's going to pull the trigger or not, regardless of what happens Thursday. I mean, the decision to let keeper let Kenny Payne go at any point shouldn't be determined by one game right now at, at this point anyway. I mean, that's uh, Trevor Kelsey AD, but I, I, I think that he's got a contingency place and plan. I, I think that a contingency plan in place. <laughs> I, I think that now that was Trevor. Like Kelsey. the interims know. <laughs> You know, the, the, I think he's got people signed up that are like, "Cool, we'll do this if we need to." But if not, like that's fine too. I, I do think that it's contingent on how this team plays against UK. I mean, you had people like texting me, and I, I don't, I don't know what to believe anymore. But you had a lot of people that were like, "The team knows if they lose to Pepperdine, he's going to get fired." And <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure that that wasn't the case. Yeah. I, I mean, I, again, I think the decision to whether he's here at the end of the year or not, or I guess. His future, I think, has already been decided. It is, it is, it is over. Whether it's just a matter of time now. I think that's clear, right? You mean like for next season? Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. uh, I mean, unless you know, unless something insane happens, the B2K keeps his job for another year, then we go like eleven and nine in the ACC. It's not, it's not going to happen. Like, I, I think that Josh has been. I mean, Josh knows. You had yeah. The post game press conferences were interesting. You on Saturday, you had Kenny Payne coming out and saying, you know, we've had conversations about just the future of the program and all this stuff, and it's like, okay, yeah, maybe. And then you have the players coming out, and I think Mike James was the one who got asked. You talked to the AD. Did you talk? And what did you talk about? And he's like, it's not appropriate to talk about this in that setting. Basically, being like, yeah, the ADs came to us. And yeah. We're like, what do, what you, do you, know? you guys think? <laughs> uh, so, so you know, th- there's been. I don't know. Lots of stuff out there. It's hard to keep track of everything that's. Going I mean, I assume on. the conversation with Kenny regarding his future was, "What are we going to do about this buyout?" And it's Kenny going, "Well, I'm not giving, I'm not giving up any room." Then that's the conversation. It can't be anything beyond that to me. Yeah, I think that had already happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think there probably was a secondary conversation, but we, again, I, I feel uncomfortable talking about things that I, I think are, are true, but don't know. Um, that's what we do on the show. <laughs> not really. You're right. Most of the time we don't think. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah. So I, I mean, we, we can you can dance around that a little bit, but I, I mean, I think the conversations have been in place. I think everybody kind of knows the situation. And I think some people have said that they want to do certain things. Other people have been like, eh, I'm not really comfortable with that. I think that there could be this could be a very eventful week. We'll put it that way. Would you, the fan, Mike Rutherford, prefer the 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 gauntlet being dropped on Friday, regardless of what happens Thursday, and getting it over with, pulling the bandaid off, or would you rather just wait till the year? I mean, I, I kind of depends on what happens Thursday to me. <laughs> if they win, I say fine, just keep them. If they lose and they look hapless, I want everybody gone. I think I think you I think it was you or someone else that it was perfectly best if we do beat Kentucky and we still fire them on Friday would be per, would just be textbook global over the last few years. Well, I thought if we because you know, and, I, and there I, are all these rumors out there. People were sending me stuff like fake text messages like this is happening on Monday. Uh, you know, they, they, everyone already knows he's going to be fired, and this new staff's going to come in, and this new coach is going to come in, and all this stuff. And I was like, it would be perfectly on brand if we had already made this decision, but we had to let him coach on Sunday because we had you know, some eyes to dot and some T's to cross. And we ended up winning like by like forty one points, and then we we did go out there and we played our best game, largest margin of victory under Kenny Payne in, in a year yeah. and a half. And he was not fired on on Sunday. He was not fired on Monday. You kind of knew that was going well, to be the I didn't case. Think it would happen on Sunday anyway, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, like like that I was know. that was the, some of the scuttle that was out there. And I was like, it would be perfectly U of L. It'd be even more U of L to fire him after we, beat, <laughs> we if we beat Kentucky, <laughs> a top ten Kentucky team now coming into our building in front of what's probably going to be a. Like what, sixty percent UK crowd? Well, I know two people. I know I, I got our, uh, my buddy and his wife tickets for the game for Christmas, so I know there, there's two UK fans there. I'm sorry to say, on my my behalf, it's gonna happen. Uh, it, it's gonna be a lot. I, I saw that U of L is trying to do a red out in the student section. I was like, let's let's think these things through. Let's, let's let's just. This seems like an error in judgment. They're like, come get your red shirt today. I'm like, we had literally one student in the student section. For the last game, they showed him props to him. I followed him on Twitter because somebody pointed him out to me. It's gonna be like red. It's like, it's like the student section has chicken pox. It'll be like just red dots randomly around the place. I think about it. You know, in, in years where we've been ranked in the top five for this game, you still had like a scattering of blue in, in the student section, oh, yeah. and, and certainly across the the lower bowl, the Yum Center. In a year where we are you know, like 265 in the net rankings and UK's in the top 10, and nobody's been going to games, I, I think it's safe to assume you're going to have even more. Uh, of the blue in the student section and the surrounding area, so just try to do a red out for this game. I was like, you know, it's. <laughs> I, I love the, I love the gumption. I I love the attempt. I'm just not sure this is going to be pulled off. Yeah, I'd have, have gone for something like a, a show up game. Now let's focus hey, on. Please show up. <laughs> yeah, let's focus on something positive. Yeah. Talking about how on this show, I, I typically say what I know. I knew we were going to win at least five games this year. <laughs> the Mike Rutherford guarantee, which everyone, oh, are you, are you worried about the guarantee? Are you worried about? And I kept saying, excited. I'm not worried about the guarantee. I'm, I've never been less worried. It's the guarantee. It's the Mike Rutherford guarantee. It's never failed. I've done this like five, six, seven times. It's never not come to fruition. It's never not hit. It's a. I don't say guarantee unless it's a guarantee. And I guaranteed we win at least five games this year. We've won at least five games this year. Hang the banner. Mike Rutherford guarantee 2023-24 champions. It's I mean, done. If the Lakers are going to hang up a dumb banner like in-season tournament champion, we should hang yours up. I mean, Guaranteed. Um, now, if we'd lost Pepperdine, would you have been a little more nervous about the guarantee? No, we're always going to win five games. It's a guarantee. I don't know, man. I just don't know you guys don't know the definition of the Mike Rutherford guarantee. I don't think you know it. It can't not happen after I say it. I don't know who else we would have lost. Who else are we going to beat this year? Somebody. Who? I, 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 give me, Give me an example. 
I mean, we'll win a, who would you have picked Clemson out last year before the start of the season? That's true. Yeah. Do we have? Are we retiring any more jerseys this year? Maybe. Can we retire just randomly pick somebody to retire just to get my just to get us pumped up for the game? I mean, this is it's a bad ACC. Georgia Tech is not it good. Is. Notre Dame is terrible. I mean, we're actually so we are now ranked ahead of Notre Dame on Ken Palm, and we play them at home. I still don't think we'll beat. Notre we're Dame. favored to win that game by four points now, according to Ken Palm. It is the only game left that we have on the schedule that we're favored to win. But like Syracuse isn't very good. Florida State, Leonard Hamilton is beyond done. He, they're terrible. That might Boston be, College yeah. is bad. Syracuse is bad. Like there are in a normal year, you'd look at this and be like, damn. We have a good road to like the being the best team in this conference. Instead, this year I'm like, damn, we got a good road to winning maybe two games in this league. <laughs> it's a sad state of affairs. You say that so it's like your chest pumped proudly. Like we're going to win two games in this league. I don't think you were listening to me then. <laughs> I was. Just the way yeah, you, I mean, you had I, a little emphasis in your voice. Though. No, I said in most years I would say we have a chance to win this, and this year I'm like, damn, we might only win two games in this league. <laughs> it's sad. It's a it's a sad league, and we're the worst team in it right now. The second worst team in it compared to Notre Dame. I still think we're better just because they have a better coaching staff than we do. They do, but their roster is absolute ass. Like they just lost to Georgetown. Yeah, uh, but we've uh, lost to teams with be- lesser rosters and better coaching staffs already under Kenny Payne. Have we? I mean, Arkansas State we're more talented than. Uh, are we? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, yes, we actually are. I think we are. Thankfully, we were about both. Pepperdine has Lorenzo Romar. Otherwise, we would have been in some trouble on Sunday, maybe. Lorenzo Romar does suck. He is horrible. He's bad. I mean, they're, they're, <laughs> that's, that's the one example of a team that we actually had more talented and we had a better coach. I don't know if we can say it anymore at another point in this year. Maybe Texas, and that's why we almost beat them. Because their coaching staff's not very good either, I don't think. Yeah. But they have more talent than us, probably. But there's no probably about it. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. Yeah, they, when they, they want to play, yeah. Um, let's take a break. When we come back, I, I do want to talk a little bit about the actual game itself, and then we'll talk about the... We haven't talked about your weekend either. That's fine. We, we, a lot of Christmas stuff. New car. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? Yeah, we, we take a break. When we come back, we also, I, I didn't mention this, Fancy we're going to draw for the, the, the PGA winner, the Sunday tickets, at, uh, in the second hour today. I know people are excited about that. Got a lot of great submissions. A lot of people made it out to the thrill. Appreciate everything like that. They, the submissions are now closed. No more, no, no more getting your name in. We will draw the, the winner during the second hour of today's show. Lots to get to today. We want to hear from you on the Thornton's text line as well at 502-414-1450. It's the Mike Rutherford Show, Tuesday edition here on 1450 and 961. I tell you, brother, you can't have one without the other. Because we were off yesterday, I almost forgot that it was TV Tuesday. Here we are. Put a little oomph behind that. (laughs) Put put, put a little something, some excitement behind that, man. Welcome back into TV Tuesday here. (laughs) I mean, I can't. After so many years, I can't satisfy you anymore. <laughs> it's like, I can't. I can't do Wild Card Wednesday. I do TV Tuesday. I like Wild Card Wednesday still. Uh, you're the only one, apparently. I don't right? like the choices that get played, but I like the concept of it. I like, I like, I like the ideas. <laughs> um, oh, I almost forgot. We actually are out early days. We got IU at five thirty. Oh, well. I completely forgot. Josh just texted me and was like, 
you know you got a youth starting at 5.30 pregame. I'm like, uh, yeah. Hey, works for me. So, <laughs> here's some. Now, I actually I, would have liked to have known that we, <laughs> we had to rearrange plans. So, I came in here to shoot the video with the uh, KSR. Roush texted me today. I was like, can our video guy, Steven, come in here and shoot some video? I don't even know what they're doing. But I had to rearrange some after show stuff to come in here early. I wish I would have known, known that we were off at 530. I completely I wouldn't have had to have done that. But that's okay. It's okay. Now, I know. And so we are short now. But and I know I like to keep things you know, on topic. I try not to stray off, <laughs> off the subject here. On, on topic and brief. On topic, but, but last night was a rough night for me a little bit. Yeah, First of all, one, I need to get the bed fixed, okay? Uh, that's, that's a given. I know. Don't tell me it's my own fault. This, this bed has got to go. I, I can't take it anymore. My back is killing me. Second, my sleep apnea mask just like just went kaput. Oh no! Like it's it works. Struggle without it. It works, but like I can't. It, nothing annoys me more than when I can feel. I can hear like just the slightest leak of air coming out of it, and it's doing that little whistling sound. It, it yeah. drives me insane. So I could not to the point where I just uh, yeah I just messed it up even more last night. But the one thing that bothered me most last night, and I, and I asked Scoots this as he was leaving, and he thought it was kind of weird too. Like you and I both have admitted in, in, on the show that as we've gotten older, we've found ourselves having to get up more and more during the night to use the bathroom, right? I always have, but it's worse now for sure. Okay, so okay, here's the thing. Last night was like records worse for me. Like normally, a, a, a bad night for me, which you know a lot of times get up is like maybe three times through the whole night, maybe four. Last night, I woke up at like five o'clock to pee. And I kid you not, between 5 a.m. and when I got up out of bed at 2 p.m., yes, I said that correctly, I had to get up seven times. I counted at one point. That's bad. That, I, I don't know what I drank. Scoots says it's the Yoo-Hoo I had before bed, but I don't know. I mean, it's not, I've drank Yoo-Hoo before. It's chocolate milk's watery cousin. <laughs> I mean, what did I... I mean, what did I do? I don't know. I'm how, sorry. How does what? I don't. I don't think I drink enough all day to pee seven times. I've had some bad nights. And it sucks because every time I do it, the dog like my, my Aria likes to sleep between the the bathroom door and my bed. So I'm like trying to like not step on her, and she gets scared every time and runs off every time I get up. I'm like, I'm sorry. I gotta pee. <laughs> we yeah, man. The, the, the peeing is annoying. It I, is. I've had John has had these weird nights the last like three nights in a row now where he's like gotten up and like kind of cried out and screaming. And last night it's like, cause I didn't get much sleep two nights ago. And so I'm trying to catch up last night and it's like three 40 and I hear him and he's doing the whole like daddy, mommy. <laughs> and then like, as I'm going down there, I hear him. He, he's like, he, he's now he's big things. Like I want to see mommy or I want to see daddy. It's usually mommy. But he's like, he's like, I want to see frosty. I want to see Rudolph. And I was like, Jesus Christ, kid. <laughs> well, that's Christmassy, too. Are these Christmas shows <laughs> Are these Christmas shows infecting your dreams? What's going on here? But that that, that kind of wrecked the sleep a little bit last night. Have they had the Christmas, the, um, like, Rudolph and Frosty? Has it been on yet? I was on the, it's I, been on. We have them DVR now, so we watch we watch Rudolph and Frosty point, yeah. pretty much every other day. Which is what I did with Christmas Vacation last year. I think I DVR'd off, like, on Showtime, so it wouldn't have commercials or something. Some of them are on YouTube. I, they also, I could not, this is the year where they learned to love a Garfield Christmas as much as I do. Garpa's a good one. We watch it pretty much every day. John is like sits, he's, you know, he's two. He barely sits focused on anything, but he sits so focused and attentive to that, and it makes me so happy because I, it's my favorite. I, I love it. I think Sound of Music was on NBC over the weekend. I know, I think that's a Mary movie, right? Oh yeah, it's her favorite movie. Yeah, I thought that's what it was. Yeah. We also, well, we're on sort of non sequiturs here. I, I talk about. I, you haven't <laughs> seen this. 
So TJ Walker, I'm assuming TJ Walker, I can't okay. imagine Roush did this, brought in, you know, we've got very limited decorations here at the new studio. I put up, you know, B-Sim was our first in-studio guest. He brought a little poster for his new single. I put that up. Uh, we had a kind listener send in a bunch of old U of L posters. I put the Dewan Wheat poster up. That's a good one. We, of course, unfortunately have little Howard here, who's decked out in UK gear for yeah. at least another year. And you know, the, the the famed, the only piece of memorabilia we had the, at the old studio across the hall, the Joker Phillips Charlie Strong <laughs> autographed picture. Well, today I come in here and we've got, I mean, maybe the biggest framed poster I've ever seen in my entire life. It's taken up like the entire wall. It's gigantic Brett Favre. It's just, <laughs> Brett Favre. It's one of the it, it's one of the lamest pictures I've ever seen in my entire life. Not just because it's Brett Favre, but it says Brett Favre, and then in all caps, leadership. And then it's one of those at the bottom. It has the definition of leader. Oh, those were so, leader. Do you remember when those Noun. were popular? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, which goes ahead or advances where commander, commanding force. And it looks like it's autographed. So, I mean, terrible year for TJ to do this I as well. it's probably lithogram. Probably. Yeah, I mean, terrible year for TJ to do this. Of all the years, the one year where the Packers are like the third best team in, in the North and the Lions are the clear best team in the North. I'm going to bring in like a Barry Sanders picture and just you don't have a Barry Sanders in front. picture. You haven't even seen the Barry Sanders documentary. I haven't seen the documentary. I had a poster in my room. My parents, I'm sure, still have it somewhere. It was not framed or anything. It was Star just like, line. Like taped against the wall. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One of the ones you used to get at the book fair. Yeah. For sure. No, I'm not. Yeah, I know that. I had a Barry Sanders like uh, folder I bought from the I did too. I, I had a Barry Sanders. There was one year where like Nike like sent them all out. Like I, I, I hated Emmett Smith, but I had an Emmett Smith folder because you had them for different classes. I did. I remember I had I had a Barry, I had a Krishna Koye, and I think I want to say I had an Andre Ryzen as well. Those were the days. I mean, the, yeah, the, the getting the pencils. I used to always never want. Anytime I'd get a, a football team or a sports team pencil, I'd hated. I never wanted to use it. I, was, I never use them. I was like, "This is cool." I, don't I had like use a, this. I had like a gigantic bowl full with like all of them across. My, I got them for Christmas. They were like stocking stuffers. I always had like the, the full set every single year. They were great. Anyway, um, <laughs> we talked a little hoops in the first segment. Let's can we talk about Louisville football's big weekend? Well, on the recruiting trail. Do you want? You, I cue it up and turn the radio down. It's time. Hit the song. All right, here we go. Turn the radios down. Here you go. In three, two, make this one loud. One. Really loud, oh, wow. but you, I think you blew out a bunch of people's speakers, right? I, I warned them. I try, I try to go as sexy as I can on the second version, by the I, way. I, yeah, you, you, you kind of go, no, well, it's, it's nice. I try to go like a little sultry. Yeah. A little king of soul. It's like, it's like the husband, like, wake up! It's time to get freaky. It's time. <laughs> we knew it was going to be a monster weekend for Louisville football because of the, the, the number and the types of transfer portal players who were visiting over the weekend. I don't think we thought that we were going to get like every damn one, but this started on Friday with a good. Did news. we miss one? The good. I mean, the only guy that we we missed who I think was here. I, I know it was the guy who had us in his final. The Duke defensive tackle uh, Aeneas uh, Peebles, yeah. who committed to Virginia Tech yesterday, is the only big guy that we've really targeted that we haven't gotten yet. But it was a monster, monster weekend and beyond for Jeff Brom and the Louisville football program, who's landed over the course of seventy two hours eight different players out of the transfer portal. And we're in this weird place now where I think people are just starting to wrap their minds around the new landscape of college football. But so tomorrow is National Signing Day, which used to be one of the biggest days on the the sports calendar if you were a a diehard college football fan. And it's still a big deal. Like, like we'll still 
there's some guys that are going to sign that we're excited about, and we'll keep tabs on, on you know the, the, the moving and the shaking. But this was the day you dusted off your fax machine, right? Exactly. The, the, you know, the, the biggest day in fax machine history was always National Signing Day. It's a mojo. And now, like, don't get me wrong, there's still some buzz around National Signing Day, but it feels like when you you see these names and you start reading about their accolades and their attributes, you're like, cool. Maybe we'll see some of these guys in like two or three years. Probably like half of them are going to be gone after a year or two. It's just the way that it works right now. And when you're looking at weekends like this past weekend, where you you're landing all these guys in the transfer portal, that's more like okay. Now we're seeing the guys that we're going to actually see on the field in nine months when the new season kicks off. Like these are your starters for the most part for next year. In addition to the guys that we know are coming back, and maybe like two or three guys that haven't played a ton that are going to step into bigger roles. But it's just it's so different now. And that's why this weekend was such a big one for Louisville. We know that Jeff Brom is going light on traditional recruiting and heavy on the transfer portal, and that's fine. But when that's your approach, you've got to just knock it out of the park in the portal. And he now has a class, a portal class, that as of right now ranks number one in the country on the in the on-three rankings ahead of Colorado, ahead of Ole Miss, who's landed some big-time names. And the reason why is we've landed eight guys over the past 72 hours. And twelve total now in the portal. You want to talk about the guys we got over the weekend? I mean, I, we we I think we hit every position, right? Pretty much. I mean, we almost revamped the entire O line. We brought in. Uh, was there a position we didn't get at least one player at? Well, so far, I mean, yeah, like kicker and punter, maybe. Yeah, you, you, yeah, we we, we signed a kick. We have got a new kicker coming in. That we okay. offered a scholarship to. Who? Oh think, yeah, the kid uh, Frederick Douglas, right? Yeah, who's got the the electric uh, highlight commitment video? Yeah, and so. you, you've got. Mason, uh, the Brock Evans, is that right? The the, the punter, who's our punter this Sounds year? Sounds about the kid right, from yeah. Trinity. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think we hit Brady like, Hodge. I think we hit we we added a piece to almost every position on the field. Then we came pretty close. Here's here's yeah. what we're talking about. So Jeff Brom, the big name, the one that I was the most excited about, committed on on Sunday, and that's Colin Lacy, the wide receiver from South Alabama, who number one ranked receiver in the portal according to most of the rankings, top three in all the rankings. He was the number five receiver in the country this year in terms of both receptions and yards. 91 catches, 1,316 yards, eight touchdown catches for USA. Um, Four-year player at South Alabama. Totaled 208 catches for 2,521 yards and 13 touchdowns. He's got one year of eligibility remaining. He committed on Sunday. He's more of a small kind of burner, 5'10", 190 pounds. So I know a lot of people were just saying he'll step in and fill the void left behind by Jamari Thrash, who we now know is, is not going to play in the bowl game and is definitely going pro. But he's not that same type of player. He's more he's kind of the, the Kevin Coleman mold. He, he's smaller, more speed. He's, he's a, a good downfield threat, but he's not quite as big as Thrash was and maybe not going to produce Thrash as many yards what, after the six catch. Six one, maybe, I think. I think that's right. I think he's six he's one. He's listed six, six one, so he might have been six foot, but yeah. Yeah, maybe he's, he's, he's maybe he's closer than, than Colin Lacey, if Lacey is exactly what he's described as. But which now, is while Lacey may be under the, the Coleman mold who we picked up last year, like Thrasher picked up last year, we also added a bigger receiver. We did. Jacory Evans is coming over. Jacory Brooks is coming over from, from Alabama. Uh, and this is a guy that I think we should all be excited about. Former five star recruit. He was Alabama's second leading receiver two years ago in 2022, caught 39 passes for 674 yards and eight touchdowns. He only had three catches this past year. He missed a lot of it with a shoulder injury. He's got two years of eligibility left. He might actually be able to get a third year if he gets a red shirt for last season. But I think he's coming to Louisville with the the intention of being here for you know one great year, maybe two great years, and then going pro. 
And he's the guy you watch his highlights. He was involved in some pretty big moments for that Alabama team as a sophomore a couple of years ago. You got to be excited about that. It's it's a, it's a a Miami native who was a five star prospect who put up big time numbers at Alabama. That's look that speaks for itself. And it's it's different than like you say like when we brought in like D Wiggins or whatever his name is from Miami who I think was the decent star recruit coming out of high school. Or we you bring in somebody that. You go, oh, well, they didn't do much. This, like you said, this kid was the second best receiver on Alabama's team last year. Yeah. He was, I mean, caught literally 700 yards on, on, you know, 40 catches. I mean, eight touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he wasn't like he was just like, you know, he was a five star kid that didn't, you know, really ever click at Alabama or Ohio State or, or wherever. It, he he did. And he just got hurt this year. Uh, Burton, uh, was, it, was it Burton or Button or whatever that kid's name that took his, yeah. kind of took his bond. Uh, bond was another one that kind of took his place a little bit. And, He's ready to move on. I mean, we, we see we, the 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 highest the high the highest recruit skill position players do leave these others do leave the big boys and kind of move around. Now he committed on Friday along with his high school teammate, which may have played a, a large part in being able to land him, which is Corey Thornton, the cornerback from Central Florida, who played four years at uh, at UCF, started thirty eight games with the Knights, had one hundred thirty nine tackles, four interceptions, and twenty eight pass deflections. He's got one year of eligibility left. Six foot one. 190 pounds. He's a guy that I think will definitely com- uh, compete for a starting spot. You've got, I mean, Jarvis Brownlee seems like he's up in the air. You're losing Storm Duck. Um, you know, Trey Franklin could step up, but you, Quincy Riley is, is going to go. Um, I mean, we need, we need, I mean, we need I'm, corners. I'm assuming we got some freshmen coming at corner as well. I mean, well, yeah, Aaron Williams was the, the, I think they ended up being the second highest rated player in last like, year's yeah, class. You hope that. that he can step up and maybe see the field this year as a redshirt freshman. But Thornton, he definitely helps coming in. I, I think exactly. their staff is excited about him. Like that was a gap that I know we we lost a lot in, and we were going to need to replace. Secondary needs needs a little bit of boost. Devin Neal coming back will help, but you're losing Cam Kelly. Now the other thing, the other position we needed the most to replace on, we probably brought the most in, and that was on the line. Yeah, we are bringing in a running back too, Donald yeah. Chaney, running back from Miami, decent who uh, yeah, d- decent numbers. Injuries have been a concern for him. Had an ACL tear in 2021. Uh, had another injury that kept him out for all but one game last season. This past year was his best year. He split time with th- uh, two other guys. Rushed for 478 yards. He played against us. He did. He didn't do much against us. He, he actually started remember. against us. He was the first running back, and then the the freshman came in and just lit us up. Yeah, the so, tall kid, right? Yeah, they they gave him all the carries. <laughs> I didn't think I'd say that again. Thank you, Satterfield. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> This think, is a running back that looks different, but yeah. Yeah, you add Donald Chaney, I, I don't think you expect him to be, like, like he's not going to step in and fill the void left behind by Jawar Jordan. I think you're thinking that if you get Isaac Arendo back for another year, he could do that. Or Maurice Turner st- takes a giant step forward, and he could be that breakout star next season that carries the load. Mm. I think they also like Kewan Brown a lot, the redshirt freshman uh, who we saw this past year as a true freshman against uh, Murray State, who like, I think he could be a big-time back for us. And you know we'll see. They they still may be active in the portal with some other guys. Uh, Pete Nigra from from Northern Illinois is a center who maybe could come in here and replace Brian Hudson. He was a uh, All MAC performer this past year. Started all twelve games for Northern Illinois at center and did not allow a single stack uh, sack. Vic Cutler is transferring in from Ohio State. Six foot three, three hundred pounds. Played center for OSU this season. Didn't get on the field very much. Only played in four games. But he played at center and guard at Louisiana Monroe for three years before oh, that. Yeah. That's what I was, he was he started the first third school, right? Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. He of. played three years at Monroe. Came to Ohio State last year. He's got one year of eligibility left. Okay. Six foot three, three hundred pounds. I mean, you, you feel like hey, if you have the, the right tutelage, the right staff, you can work with him. And if nothing else, he's a he's a depth ad. He helps the the depth on that line. Jonathan Garrod is is a huge ad. 
from Florida International. He had been committed to Minnesota, defensive tackle, flipped that commitment to UofL over the weekend. First team all-conference USA this past year, 38 tackles, seven tackles for loss, two sacks and a forced fumble. He's got two years of eligibility left. You throw him in there. I mean, you've got Thor Griffith. You've got uh, Ashton Gelati coming back, Mason Ryger, Ramon Pergier. Like that defensive line is going to be an absolute problem, and Garad helps that significantly. Blake Ruffin is a name that local people I think will be familiar with. Played at Trinity High School, was very, very good here. Um, headed back home after playing three seasons at the FCS level for Eastern Illinois, was second team All America at that level this past year. Intercepted four passes, led the team in tackles with 63. Six foot four, 205 pounds. He'll play safety. He's got a couple of years left. And then lastly, Isaiah Cummings, a big name from a couple of years ago, who kind of was like the he defined the era the the era of us losing big time local recruits to Kentucky because he came out. He was a dynamic wide receiver at Male. Um, His dad played Louisville. Yeah, yeah, that that just made it a little bit worse. He. You know, was projected to play tight end in college. There was all this talk that he was going to go to UK because they said he could play wide receiver there. He played tight end at Kentucky for four years. Didn't really do much for them. Had a big catch against us, but only caught 18 passes over four seasons, 293 yards and three touchdowns. We've now added three tight ends in, in this class. Not a shock there. Yeah, he's probably the the, the, the least regarded out of all of them, uh, the, the, the newcomers. You're bringing back potentially Nate Kariski. You're bringing in uh, Dylan Messman, who's one of the highest-rated prospects in your class. Who's his? He's like come forward and said, like, I know we're adding a bunch of, of tight ends in the portal. I'm still coming to Louisville. I'm still signing with Louisville. I'm not going to Michigan. I'm not going to Michigan State. Um, he's a big-time ad. I think you do wonder what that that does for Jamari Johnson, or if the staff is kind of acting on the assumption that he's not going to be here next year because that's a crowded tight end room. But it's an area that we needed improvement in. Uh, I'll be honest, hands up. I didn't. I didn't actually see the the Isaiah one because uh, I guess this happened yesterday. Yesterday, I must have missed it, yeah. But I, when you said it, it didn't come. As, I mean, I knew as soon as I heard his name into the portal, like he's coming to Louisville. I mean, that's that, that's a given, right? I mean, it's it seemed like crazy one. And I didn't know. I guess when I went, I'm looking at the transfer portal list. Like, did I hear you mentioned the, the guy we brought in today? I guess from from Texas Tech. No, who is it? Monroe Mills, offensive lineman. I haven't seen it. Yeah, apparently it was within the, within the hour. We've also had another offensive lineman, Monroe, Monroe Mills. Uh, from Texas Tech. It's our second Texas Tech uh, offensive line transfer. And our fourth offensive, six foot six, three hundred fifty pound, fifteen pound Mills. Started his career at Oklahoma State. Played the past two seasons at Texas Tech. Restarted twenty two games for the Red Raiders. This is the kid who visited a couple of weeks ago. I think that, that we talked about. Took this long to commit. Usually our yeah. guys commit the day they show up. Uh, t- played with Tyler Shock for the last couple of years, yeah. who you assume is going to be Louisville's quarterback this I past season. He didn't season. play in the bowl game this weekend. <laughs> no, that doesn't seem like it. Man, I don't know. Maybe he did. Who knows? Uh, but he's he's been in the portal for a while, so I would guess that he didn't. But that's uh, that's good news. That helps yeah. out a lot. I listen. I, uh, here's the thing with me when it comes to especially whether it be recruiting or with transfer portal freshmen, the more linemen you bring in on offensive defense, the better. Because more often than not, I mean, you're going to swing and miss on a lot of them. You, the more you bring in, better chances you get to, fill, to, to 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 solidify that line. Makes me smile from here because that's where that's where it wins the titles is in the offensive defensive line, and it's also where dudes get hurt the most. I mean, yeah, we, you, you know, exactly. I think this past year we were a little bit thin, and you know we dealt with a couple of injuries. But if we'd had one or two more, we would have been in a, in a world of hurt because we all we had after the the guys that we brought in, in the portal and the guys that were 
upperclassmen that had been here for a few years were a bunch of freshmen. So we would have been like, and you know, you don't bring in all these guys. They don't have to be stars. We brought in the kid for Virginia who was a spot player at the end of the year because we had a couple of guys dinged up. Like that was a, a value add. Like some of the, not all these guys that we're bringing from the portal to be on the offensive line are going to be superstars, but they may be guys that get thrust into a big time role midway through the season that have to be pretty good if we're going to you know, have the type of year that we want to have. So, so we brought in 20 some guys. So we brought in 20 guys and we got a given 12 commitments. No, and it's the, the tweet I'm looking at says 12 commitments before to the side. I'm assuming we've got 14 commits now in the pool. Yeah, that would be Yeah. Well, 15, if you count the kid today, then right. He's, he, he makes 14. Oh, he makes 14. Okay. Yeah. All right, so that's 14 out of 20. So far we we've committed uh, people coming here. Not bad. And I'm assuming not all of them have changed, made their minds up. We only know one that we didn't get. I mean, it's. I think there's still there's still work to be done. I mean, you'll have guys that will also enter, keep in mind. Like we'll have guys that will enter the portal after spring practice. Oh, we had we lost it was a defensive back that we got from A and M, and he's already left again too. Gross Killebrew, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, we yeah, you you'll have there will be a number of guys who leave their teams after spring practice in in March or April. I think yeah. we'll go back to work then. I mean, think about it, we did the bulk of our damage in the portal last year in April and May. Because Jeff Brom had only been here for a couple of weeks when the, the the portal, the first deadline came up last year. So, like he's it's a head start right now. I mean, when you see guys like uh, you know the, the quarterback Nelson transfer to Oregon, I'm not saying it's Dylan Gabriel do it, but that's a domino effect. I mean, he goes there now. Now maybe they had a guy that was going to back up Ga- Dylan Gabriel going. Well, I don't want to be here now. Now I'm now I'm going to transfer. Yeah. Now then again, I guess the the deadline did end on the the first ending or is already over, right? You can't get in the portal now. Um, I think it ended in like January. Oh no, it's like January, it's like January sixth, I think, or something. Isn't it January seventh? Maybe I think it's the end of this month. Yeah, but then for the first deadline of entering the portal, unless you're a grad student, and then then you have to then you can go back in again in what yeah, like, January second. You can put your name in okay. the portal. So we have to stop a few more weeks. Yeah, I also saw that Cam Ward, the you know the high profile quarterback, who we did find out that Louisville made an offer to. I think that Louisville was was interested in pursuing him. Why not? And then it came down to, like, my understanding is that it came down to Tyler Shuck being like, if you guys are going to keep shopping, then I'm going to keep shopping. And so we were like, okay, we, we're, we're backing off Cam Ward. We're backing <laughs> off DJ Uyunglele. We're backing off some of the other guys that we're going after and saying, like, I think that what you've seen people write about. We weren't getting Cam Ward. We, we, were, we were in the relationship just kind of like flirting with the with the bar, the hot bartender. We knew she wasn't going home with us. Well, Come on. I mean, there was there was a college ball podcast out there saying that we made a, I think, $2.5 million offer to Cam Ward. Oh, wow. Who now is down to, they were hyping up our NIL, saying how much you know we've done, all this stuff. And now Cam Ward, I believe, is down to FSU in Miami. And. Both those schools need to hit on him because they don't have much of a backup plan. Did you? I didn't see. I didn't see him go into one of those two. Did you? No, I mean the the word Initially, was he yeah. was going to stay on the West Coast. I think they, you know they were always talking about USC, the offer they were going to make. Now Oregon's got two high profile transfer portal quarterbacks coming in, so I mean, he's off the table. I mean, he's also he's a Texas kid. He's from Houston, I believe. So I mean, I mean I'm surprised maybe he didn't even look at one of the a Texas school outside. Yeah. Of, yeah. The, I mean, that's not Texas. The big ones already have. I think their quarterback's locked up well, for, for next year. But Texas yeah, does, yeah. He's, you know, he's, he's, he's going to get a paycheck for sure. Mm-hmm. It's going to look like he's going to be in the ACC. Did, uh, I'm sorry. ACC's lo- I mean, speaking of ACC, Syracuse lands Kyle McCord, the Ohio State quarterback. <sighs> I know. I think that you know, we don't play them next year, so that's not a concern yeah, of ours. we got to play NC State. we got Grayson McCall. He's pretty good, too, though. I'm less worried about Grayson McCall. Nah, you don't, you don't have respect for McCall. You love Grayson McCall. He's been playing college football for 75 years. He's fine. That's why I like him. We're about the same age. He's fine. <laughs> right, now, did Will Howard officially commit to USC or not? No. I mean, is, is, is he's still in play for Miami? Is Lincoln too. Riley going to bounce, take the the Charger job? What do you mean? 
I mean, the, the hot rumor is, I guess, he was that Lincoln Riley's just going to bounce and go take the Chargers job now. Oh, it is? That's the room. That's the little scuttlebutt I was reading on social media over the weekend. Mm. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. But, I mean, because it doesn't. Oh, no, Will like, Howard did give it to USA. Because I don't know. It just doesn't feel like he's recruiting like he has intentions of being at USC much longer, does it? No. I mean, that's. Especially when you're bringing in Will Howard and you could have brought in Cam Ward. No disrespect to Will Howard. Yeah. And you let, you know, the number, your, your top recruit go and. Yeah, I just have a feeling. Yeah, he's gonna be. I guess I can't give the only. Oh, we got the only account that's saying break here in a second. Yeah, Will Howard has has landed USC. No, I guess they have gotten him. Okay, just I didn't know it was official. I knew they were going heavy after, and they lost the Malachi Nelson kid. That was so that's he's not gonna play against us. (laughs) He was the other guy, the quarterback who might have played in the bowl game against us, but he's uh, I guess going to the portal too. Take a break. We come back four o'clock hour. We'll do the drawing for the tickets. Oh boy. There we go. We're gone. You killed Mary with children. Sports Radio, WXVW, Jeffersonville. I know the song. I didn't know it was a TV show thing. I didn't know it was a regular song. <laughs> I, it was on that, that NHL soundtrack that I always talk about. You, oh, well, you always play songs from that. <laughs> I I, without even knowing that. I was a big fan of the song. Um, I had no idea that was this is one of my favorite shows. A very underrated show. Probably my top five favorite. What was the what was the show? Uh, it's an FX show. The only show on FX I ever watched. It's the Von Bondies. I remember the group. Is that who the name of the group is? Yeah. It's a show starring former uh, NC State and Kentucky quarterback. Don't, Devin Leary? Dennis Leary. Rescue Me. Oh, I didn't know. I'd never have seen the show. I know you like the show. I love the show, yeah. It's I one of my like favorite. the song. It's, right. one, it's one, and one of the few shows I think I watched all the way through and was still into it when it ended. There you go. That, that's a very rare thing for me. Yeah, you do like to bail on shows. I just, once I get, that's why I'm more of a movie guy than a show guy, I guess. It's just because, you know, once I get to a certain point in a show, it's like, okay, we're four years in. You also, if like something goes, if like one thing goes wrong, you very quickly are like just not forgiving. This is why you're still single. (laughs) The standards are like just insanely high. I'm not, why should I lower my standards? (laughs) Whoever I'm with is lowering her standards well enough as is for both of us, right? You're kind of judging her. I mean, she's willing to go out with me. What does that say about her? Anyway. I feel like Jerry, when he finds out he knew and dumped a girl, he's like, I can't be with her, right? Anyway, 4 o'clock hour here. We're at 4.30 to start the next segment, we're going to draw the winner of the two free PGA Championship Plus tickets to the Sunday of the PGA Championship in May. I did love it because I put the challenge out on Friday and said, you've got four days to make this happen. We're going to be on the air Tuesday. You've got to go take a selfie of yourself at the first hole at Crescent Hill Golf Course, the most storied place in Louisville golf. It is. And seeing those submissions come in throughout the weekend was just <laughs> it's just fantastic. Good. I was a lot of the people who were like, this guy's trying to tee off, and I'm like, hold on, I've got to do something real quick. And like a picture <laughs> in front of the sign. So that was very fun. I enjoyed it. Props to everybody who submitted. Hopefully, I would love to give tickets to everybody, but unfortunately, I can only give two tickets to one person. We'll find that out at 430. Uh, the Thornton's tax line is 502-414-1450. We've not heard from you on the Thornton's tax line. It's been too long. You guys have had pent-up thoughts since, uh, since Friday uh, night. You want to get them out? We're going to make that happen for you here. Let's do it. Yeah, cause we, got it we were at it 525 today, remember? Thank you. No problem. Don't say I don't tell you anything. I would like to have known earlier today. but and Don't forget we're, you know, the channel moved on Thursday as well. And we're off early too, aren't we? Because the yeah, game's at 6 o'clock. And we have to go out. So we're, only at, we're only on for 90 minutes, yeah. It's a, what, a, what a weird Louisville Kentucky it's, game. It's 
It's just, yeah, the whole thing. It's the six o'clock started itself. It's just on Thursday. I mean, I turned on. Yeah, I, can you? Can, is there any other game? They're just like we don't want anybody to watch this. I mean, I don't want anybody to watch this. <laughs> I mean, when they do it for a Duke UNC game, maybe okay, you play two games. I can see throwing one on a third random Thursday at six, but we play once a year. This is this is a Saturday noon three thirty seven thirty. No no other option. Start times. I mean, I was thinking about uh, like you know after I dropped the kids off at school today. What like we we're gonna talk about on the radio? How excited I was to get back and like talk about the exciting transfer portal news and the Kenny Payne. Like is, he, he hasn't been fired yet. Like what's going to happen? <laughs> and then I turn on KRC and they're like they're talking about the Louisville Kentucky game and the the, the build up and all this stuff. And I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> the, right. the games this week. And then Roush texts me and he's like, can our KSR guy interview? And I was like, oh yeah. I was like, so he ended the interview with like any hope? And I was like, nope, not not really. No. <laughs> <laughs> Would love to say otherwise, but the the vibe is different this year. It's more about... I'm more red than Andy in this situation. It's more... <laughs> no, no, hope is pretty much a bad thing. It's more off the court right now as far as topics. But let's get to you guys on the text yeah. line. Cheers 502-414-1450. Texture says, We shouldn't fire Josh Jamison. He didn't do anything. <laughs> Actually, now that I think about it, he literally has never done anything. Also, i got to wonder if the silence from athletics is because the players want it that way. Either way, I doubt they're being quiet for no reason. The only student who came to the Pepperdine game. Shout out to you. I told you. I followed that guy on Twitter. The only, there was a picture of him. I was like, I've got to give this guy props. He's sitting there in the student section all by himself. Oh, did he wear red? He was dressed in Cardinal stuff. He was, we need these people moving forward. Props to you. You're the best. I mean, if we didn't fire Jameson, would anybody notice? No. He just keeps, did you see the video of the kid that tried to, I think it was, I don't remember what game it was. He tried to show up, like, check in the game, dressed up like LeBron. I was thinking, I wonder if I should do that for, like, the Pepperdine game. I was thinking about that. I was like, if I tried that, would anybody even notice me? Probably not. So there's all this talk <laughs> about the the silence of Josh Hurd, right? Like, mm-hmm. everybody talking about, you know, he's not saying, like, we need an update. We deserve an update. I mean, I'll give my take on this. What do you make of the fact that we've not heard anything from Josh Hurd throughout this entire period of rumors and innuendo and is he, is he not, and you know, reports that he's meeting with players? What, what do you make of that? I My philosophy is if, he, if he's being silent, I mean, there's nothing to announce, which means stuff is still in the works. To me, him being silent is reflective. It makes it seem more likely that he's going to be fired because remember last year, when Josh finally talked, it was a it was a vote of confidence. It was a like I trust Kenny. Like he's he's talked to me in private about his plan. I think it's going to work. All this stuff. If Josh was going to say anything right now, it would be he's got my full support. If like the fact that he hasn't said anything, like and we have reports of him meeting with players and meeting with Kenny, all this stuff, it leads me to believe that he's like if this doesn't if something drastic doesn't happen, like we're not afraid to make the move at this point. Like we have parts are in place. We've made the moves we need to. We're ready to go. This hasn't been good enough. His silence to me does say something, and it's like, I, I hear you guys. I know this isn't good enough, and we're fully prepared to, to pull the plug here. Texture says, Rick Patino got to make him say no. There's the got to make him say no guy. <laughs> I'm surprised Patino wasn't the first one on that list. Did you hear the so the Patino? There was Patino news over the weekend. I, I, I saw the, uh, the quote, yeah. Patino... Was asked by I'm not Seth Davis. My hopes up with that, with Patino. Well, no, he's no, he's not coming. I, I, I was joking when I said that my whole thing was I made it. I was like, oh my god, he's coming because at the very end of the like, like he says, 
I'm, I'm either going to be at St. John's or I'm going to be retired, which is a very Patino thing to say when he's going to be yeah. somewhere else the next year. And th- that was a joke. It, it, my Jay Wright thing, also a joke. People are like, oh my God, he thinks they're going to get Jay Wright. I'm like, it was a joke. That, uh, that, 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 that whole staff you put out there that we joked about was somebody was like legitimately thought it was happening. There were more people that were like, this is ridiculous. You think, like Louisville fans are beyond delusional. I was like, no. If we don't get Coach K, Roy Williams, Josh Pastner, and Jim Beheim, yeah. like we're fire Josh Hurd, fire him. <laughs> like that's my genu- genuine thought on the whole thing. People were like, yeah, that's ridiculous. Why would Coach K soil his reputation to come to Louisville? I still think that was Tom guy from MySpace that replied to you, by the it way. It may have been. He looks just like him. Papatino talks to, to Seth Davis, who, by the way, Seth Davis also, he's talking about how like we're rewriting history and all this stuff. Like somebody found out, like when. When Patino got fired at Louisville, Seth Davis had this whole thing where it was, you know, he wrote, Louisville had to do what it had to do. This was predictable. Patino is constantly breaking the rules. Like, it seemed like this was, he's always headed to this place. And then in this story, he's like, when Patino was unjustly fired in 2017. <laughs> like, you can't do that now. Like, it's, it, that's not fair. But he, Seth Davis in his story says, there goes my chair dropping to the ground again. Patino has told me that he... for what it's worth. Thank you. Patino told me that he'd only seen Louisville play for a few minutes, but he knows what's happening there. He'll give you another chapter and verse about how the Kentucky governor stuffed Louisville's board of trustees with Kentucky fans who engineered his ouster. They torched the program, he said, but he insisted that he takes no pleasure in seeing the place burn. I don't revel in the demise of that program at all, he told me. I love the people at Louisville, the fans there, the tradition. I want them to do well. I've tried to lose my bitterness about what happened. I was falsely accused, and I've moved on to greener pastures. Uh, he then goes on to talk about, you know, the, the lack of compliance in the NCA. You know, Bill Self, no, not in trouble. Nobody else in trouble. They can't just you know accuse people without facts anymore. And then Seth Davis, at the very end, asks him, "What would you, what would you do if Louisville came calling? You, you know, there are Louisville fans that want you back." And he said, I, he laughed, I would never take. I would never even answer the phone if they called. I wish them well. I want them to do well down the road because of all the good memories I have. But for me, I'm either, either at St. John's or I'll be retired. Sounds like he wants to be back here at Louisville to me. Bring, bring it back. Make it happen. I actually watched uh, like, like the second half of their game against Fordham over the weekend. It was just so fun to watch Rick Pitino coach team again. It is. They're not quite, and, and they'll get better, but they're not quite as good as I thought they were going to no, be. No, the they beginning. remind me of like watching us when we first he first got here, and it just it just it's I mean, it's like watching a team team well coached like that. Even not even even the least talented team he'll probably have at St. John's. Just you know, and I did it right after I watched us play. It was kind of like yeah. Did you hear they lost to Boston College last weekend, which is a bad loss for them? And he told this story. I guess there's media availability, which this was classic Patino about how he was so down. And just like so upset, and he's like, and then something that has never happened to me in my 45 years in history of coaching <laughs> happened. I ordered a pizza, and three of my players, like Joel Soriano and a couple other guys, they showed up at my door an hour later with the pizza. And I was like, well, there's some holes in this story. I'm like, are the players just monitoring like your phone lines to see when you call for a pizza and then intercepting it at the pizza place? I like, was thinking that they're giving out pizza delivery jobs for nil. I'm like, what the hell is that? Like, <laughs> yeah, this is just a classic Patino story where it's like, I, I have more questions than I think you can answer about this. Like, how, how does this work? Do they just show up at the same time as the pizza place and just bring the pizza in? If so, did the poor guy not get tipped? What happened here? Pizza guy. But they are 7-3, and three, I think, as they get ready for they are. conference play to start. They, they, they've been just kind of... Kind of okay, not great. I mean, their losses are what you said: Boston College, uh, Dayton, Dayton beat them. I know Michigan, yeah. And Michigan's bad now. Yeah, but I mean, it was also the second game of the year. 
Texture says after beating Pepperdine, Teresa Thompson is reporting that Louisville and Kenny Payne are in negotiations for a contract extension. <laughs> oh, poor Carissa. We beat him by 22. Biggest win of the Kenny Payne era. Texas is Carter Knox committed yet? Did you hear those reports over the weekend? No, I did. I love the interview with him where they're like, "Why are you going to Louisville?" And he's like, "Um, he sounded like a hostage video." He did. I was like, "What?" The hell? Which the whole time, like, you know, we, I think I think we all sort of thought. Like, I don't think he knows why he's going to Louisville. We all thought the same thing, which is like Kenny Payne is basically like using his his family ties to this kid to try and you know get distract. some yeah get, get some good like see I'm trying like like yeah, you know to distract you want to fire me you're not going to get Carter Knox and then the, the <laughs> these reports start swirling over the weekend from I mean trusted people they're like it wouldn't surprise me if Carter Knox committed to Louisville before this weekend was over and I was like I think every Louisville fan maybe he didn't commit because he saw the reaction where every Louisville fan is like cool it doesn't change anything <laughs> like like if he commits we still want him gone I don't care if we don't get Carter Knox or not like like just whatever like, he, he was asked that question he was we like, just want Kenny Payne yeah gone. like where well, are we did you decide to still come to visit even though Payne likely won't be here next year? He's like, I just want to do what yeah. I'm doing. I'm like, but he did not commit to U of L over the weekend, which would have made an entirely bizarre and strange and kind of awkward weekend just that much. Weird. I mean, the whole the whole Saturday, Sunday, I should say, the, the Pepperdine game, the whole thing was just it felt awkward. Like you know, the the fans are kind of cheering, and the team's playing hard, they're playing well for stretches, but everybody's just like, you know, is this his last game? His next game is last game. Like, like just it, it's just it felt all felt so. Second, and, like, no Louisville fan, you know, I, I guess maybe there were a few people that were like, see, like, like Kenny's figured it out. But, like, for the most part, even the most staunch Kenny Payne defenders from the offseason were like, yeah, this isn't doing much for me. Like, like, we won by 22 and just nobody cared. Yeah, why would you? What a strange time. Just like, this, these are the weirdest times, for sure. Texas says, Mike, it's Marshall versus UTSA, not UTEP tonight. Speaking of this game, UTSA to win and cover 9.5 points uh, spread is my bet of the night. Yeah, don't get don't get uh, El Paso and San Antonio mixed up. My man. apologies because of that error. I'm fighting words. I will ride. With, I'm going to ride with the the texture there. I had a great betting weekend. Just killed it in college basketball. Uh, won money against your Eagles last night. That mm. felt good. Congratulate. You're welcome for that. Actually made a, a withdrawal for the second time from DraftKings, which felt very good. Always feels good. So I'm going to yeah, I've, I've got a little fun still to play with. I'm going to go with uh, with UTSA tonight. The former Fighting Will Steins. Go Roadrunners. Beep beep. Some, some somebody's doing well. Meep meep. I'm sorry about your Eagles. I didn't watch much of the game, but it, it sounded I bad. wish I hadn't. Now tied with the Lions in terms of record. Lions look great on Saturday. We're back. We're back, baby. Lions, the only way the Lions worry me in the playoffs is if we have to play Detroit. You have to come to Philly. I'm not, I think we'll crush I kind you. of agree with that. But I, I don't think we're going to have to. I don't think we're going to host the Eagles. And I don't think, and the problem is, I don't think, I think you'll win your wild card on the road if you have to play on the road. Well, yeah, we won the division, so we'll, win, yeah. we're going to host the first round. Yeah, you're just so much better team at home, too. Texas, random question, but whatever happened to the snow globe of yours that helped Louisville win games? Uh, that snow globe is broken. <laughs> you have a snow globe? There's a snow globe. It was a big card chronicle slash radio thing a few years ago okay. where I'd bring the snow globe. Like after Christmas was done, my Aunt Betsy had sent this this decoration that was kind of like a winter decoration. The snow globe had like cardinals inside of it and all this stuff. And I would shake the magic snow globe when the team was playing bad in January games. And every time I did it, like we came back and we won. And it was crazy. The handle broke off that thing a few years ago, so oh. I, so but I still tried to, to bring it back out the last couple of years, and it didn't do anything. So like, yeah, you know, we were terrible. So I, I don't think I even brought it out last year. Do you big on snow globes? Like, I, <laughs> what a strange question. Well, I, like, I, I haven't really thought about like, it. I, I, feel like, I enjoy a good snow globe. Like, like anytime I see somebody like like snow globes, they like they like snow globes. Like they they collect them. Like there's like never an in between for snow globes. 
Like you ever know somebody who like is in the There's that character in that new season of Ted Lasso who who's, uh, yeah, says, I think I think I think of uh, Ryan Re- Ryan Reynolds and uh, just friends when he's like he like, he's got he's like my snow globes. He's like Robert, you don't know, you know I'm talking about it or not. But once again, I think you're taking <laughs> a movie just movies to be real life. But I mean, and there's there's another scene in this TV show that makes me think of snow globes and he collects them. I don't know. I mean, do you know anybody just has like one snow globe? Like people have collections, right? I think we have like two snow globes. Do you have two? Yeah, Virginia's got snow globes. So I guess we have three. She's got a night before Christmas one. Well, I feel like when I was a kid, like getting a snow globe, like at a gas station when you're out of town on a, on a vacation trip, was like right there with the keychain with your name on it. <laughs> I've never really thought about this. I'll be <laughs> honest. Snow globes are underrated gift. But we do have the basketball snow globe, and uh, it's uh, maybe we'll try to bust it out if we get a new coach. If we, I tell you what, we won't play again until January after Thursday. So if we get a new coach after Kentucky. I'll bust that bad boy back out. Try to maybe super glue the handle back on, and we'll get it figured out. Yeah, I should, I should get those maybe things. Have a handle. Don't let someone have handles. This one does, and it, mm-hmm. maybe it maybe it shouldn't have because it <laughs> dislodged a couple of years ago after years of just like violent in-game fan shaking, and uh, never really never recovered. Texture says I can handle the heckling, but reporting me and my friend for moving down to empty seats with some. Oh, hold on. I watched the the Louisville UConn women's game in Hartford. It was the first women's D1 game that I'd ever gone to in person. I had a terrible time. I didn't think the UConn fans would be so mean. I can handle heckling, but reporting me and my friend for moving down to empty seats was some petty bleep, especially since it was like a 75-year-old grandma that did it. Look, UConn fans, if you go to road back, I've got friends that have been to the XL Center. Uh, they've gone to games in stores in Hartford, and it's a terrible experience. Like They are ruthless. So I, This does not surprise me at all. Yeah, I think I, I, I haven't been to Hartford, but I mean, I've run into a few UConn fans when like they came into the, the, the you know, Yum Center in the past. Um the heckling I'm okay with, but don't don't snitch on moving down. Come That's, on. The, yeah, snitches get stitches, dude. Yeah, women's team had a rough go against uh, UConn. That, yeah. It was close for a while and then they just got, got And we we've got out. our we we've got that, that monkey off our back before though already. It's all good. Sometimes we just fall back into old habits. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> we lost like twenty, didn't we? Twenty two, I think. Yeah. Okay, hey. Texas says, uh, do you think the team or most of the important ones is going to quit, walk out, et cetera, if the staff is fired? Are they that loyal? I don't know. I, I think you probably will have a couple of defections. I don't know. If, well, I, if he's like on Friday, and I brought this up to you, I remember, and you, you, you mentioned it, but like the ones that you would think would be the quickest leave would be like Brandon Huntley, Sky, or Mike James. Well, Sky, I don't think is going to leave anymore. I mean, I think he's kind of burnt that bridge in Illinois. I, I think regardless whether Penny Payne leaves or not. Yeah, I think you're right. He probably will stick it out the rest of the year. I think James would too, and Huntley would too. I don't know. I, I can't imagine anybody that would leave other than Zan. I mean, I think people will probably leave. You think in the year or if it, if it happens on Middle Friday? Middle season. Okay. I mean, I, I think that if you're Josh Hurd, the, the least you can do is, if you are going to make this move, is do it before Christmas and say, look, you, you guys get a few days to go home for the holidays. Evaluate what you want to do next. If you want to leave midseason transfer, like we understand – we're punt, we're kind of punting on this entire season. If you want to stay here and, and you know remain a team under this this new staff, this new coach, or this elevated coach, whatever it winds up being, great. But like it, it's your choice. But also make sure you you, you we, we dot all the t's and cross all the i's before you send out a tw- tweet about it. What do you mean? I'm just saying don't tell don't say Sky's transfer his ask for his transfer and then Sky comes back and goes no I didn't. We don't need to do that again. Oh, we've been down that road. It's that a Quran reference? Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> we'll be a new era if that if that happens. We'll move on. 
Uh, we're not going to make those mistakes anymore. Texas <laughs> br- <laughs> Texas is bringing the vanilla Godzilla to coach the rest of the year. Look, Steve Mantries is in town. Get him on staff. Didn't he coach like IUS or something? I don't think so. Okay. Could be wrong. He's on Facebook friends with me. Texas, it looks like Scott Drew, Mick Cronin, and Nate Oates were all on Louisville Zillow too much this weekend. Yeah, all, they all lost. God, Scott Baylor got hammered by Michigan State. Mick you Cronin. Said, you said they got blown out too, didn't you? Said you like not very good. They lost. That's why they shouldn't have. And I remember thinking to myself, no one they shouldn't have. Who did they? They lose? lost to Ohio State. Who's who's? Yeah, that's right. Fine. It was, yeah, it was in the '67. It was like boring game. But too. they lost. The guy who was killing it in recruiting for them took a job with the Raptors in the offseason. They lost all their best players from last year, and they, they brought in a bunch of international guys who were like, yeah, maybe they'll be good, maybe they won't. I think Bone is the only guy they have back from last season's team. So they, they were always going to take a step back. I told you I don't want Mick. I mean, it's one bad year out of four, I take it. Who do you want? I don't know yet. That's his problem. I wish I knew. I don't, I don't, there's not one guy that I'm just like, I want him and him only. I'm not going to fault Alabama for losing a way to Creighton, though. I, mean, I still think. This, I'm not, not this like going to be fine. They play Arizona this week, too. I mean, to be honest with you, if we hired McCrone, I would be supportive. I mean, good Lord, it's a step up from Brad anyway, no matter what I think about him. That's the thing. If you wanted the fan base to get behind a, like, maybe good, not great coach, this is the best time to, for, <laughs> to, for that to ever happen. Yeah. Because if you'd hire, I mean, think about what people were saying when, Two years ago, we were floating some names out there, and you know Kenny Payne was the alternative. You, you had people who were like, "I want Kenny Payne over Scott Drew, a guy who's who's just won the national title and been a one seed for three straight years." I mean, They're like, "No, no, 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 I, at Baylor for God's sake, we don't need that guy. We need Kenny Payne." You had people that were like, "Nate Oates isn't good enough. Eric Musselman's not good enough. Mick Cronin's not good enough. We want the guy who's never coached a game, but pr- can probably get us big time recruits." And it was an error in judgment. Oh, you think? And now that it's been this bad, I think like if you hired a, like a no name, if, if you hired who's the least exciting like semi realistic coach, Buzz Williams. If you were like Craig Smith at Utah, he's coming in here. We're bringing him in. People will be like, "All right, cool, let's do it." It can't be worse, right? Like, there's never been a better time for the eighty to hire a like like Josh Hurd has his pick of the mill, like like. If it's a if it's a guy that the fan base is just sort of lukewarm about, they're still going to accept it because of how bad the last few years have been, and that's probably not going to be the case ever again in Louisville basketball. Like if the next coach flops, then people are going to be more critical. They're, they're going to want the home run hire of all home run hires to help save this thing, and like anything else is not going to satisfy the appetite. Texas says, "Was this the first game, first post game presser where Kenny didn't make things worse?" <laughs> He didn't really say anything like notable. Just, so yeah, yeah I, just, I mean that's kind of his mo. He never says anything notable. Sometimes I mean yeah, I mean that's uh, it was it was good though. That was that was fine. That's what we wanted. I did see that you was it. Like, he wasn't really. He didn't really like try to dunk on people. Well, Rick Bozich was dunking on people. Do you see where he's like, he's like no press conference coming on Monday for you guys. I'm like okay, Rick. I mean, are yeah, we, come on. Are dude. we thumping our chest over a 22 point win over Pepperdine? Not to mention Rick. You're that's I mean. You're on the sports reporters, for God's sakes, man. Come on. Act like it. <laughs> I do love the, the – uh, a former player texted me and was like, what's going on with Bozich? And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, the tweet deleting, getting into – like, people are angry at him. I was like, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. It's fine. He's just he's just doing stuff. I mean, you'd think it was the White Sox involved in the situation. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Texture says, it kind of seems like Kenny was the – was at best misleading when he – 
When asked about the discussion about his job, especially when we all know he's basically made it known that he refused to negotiate any buyout walkaway situations like Mac did. Yeah. I mean, well, I think, Mac didn't have been doing it, though. That's what he's saying. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that it's, yeah, he's, he's not exactly been super forthcoming over his entire tenure here. Your boy Cesar said, No, Lord. What if Kenny has a winning record in the ACC? No. I don't, I, I don't give two bleeps what he does on Thursday or what he does the rest of the season. I, the Kenny Payne era is over for me. Yeah. Texas uh, Cesar also said, So if Kentucky ends up beating Louisville like most people think, since my friend got me tickets, am I obligated to not talk trash? <laughs> yes. This question is for Mike Rutherford only. <laughs> Did you get Cesar tickets? Yeah, I got him and his wife tickets for Christmas, yeah. You're buying UK fan tickets. I didn't know what else to get him. The dude's hard to shop for for Christmas. What a terrible Cardinal fan. <laughs> not the best seats. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. I mean, President Kelsey would have just given <laughs> Gorbachev the keys to the nukes. <laughs> I am a comrade. You are. <laughs> so is he not allowed to talk trash? Because I think he shouldn't be. I mean, he's going to. I think he, I mean, it's still the rivalry. You're still going to talk trash. Yeah, the thing is, though, whether he goes to the game or not, and whether he talks trash, like he sent a little picture he sent up here of the, the the little cartoon that I got like a dozen of over the weekend. Yeah, um, the, yeah, the, the the cat comforting the cardinal from yeah, AI. Yeah, and that's, there was one with like UNC, I guess. I don't know who did, who did all these drugs. They're kind of cool looking, but you know, it's definitely. I think it's the AI. There's like a little bot thing that does is it. that okay? Yeah. Which, uh, by the way, that's not the any of the Kentucky fans that I know. But <laughs> but I mean, besides that, like you can still talk to us. Like at this point, it's like I, like I've told them all year, I don't care. Like. Louisville sucks. You're horrible. I'm like, yeah, I know. Like, I just, I feel like there's no, there's no more you can do. I'm already dead. You cannot stab me anymore. That's pretty much exactly what I said in that video thing before you came in. Oh, it's, yes. <laughs> I, I was like, I, we were talking about how Kentucky fans, I think, want. He was talking about how some Kentucky fans want Louisville to get better because, like, this just. Isn't, and I was like, yeah. yeah. I was like, I was like, it's not fun to hate a dead person anymore. I was like, which is kind of where we are. Like, you know, yeah. Like my, my three, my couple of my best friends who just talk trash all the time, and I do vice versa. But like, there's they're constantly calling me and like, dude, this isn't fun anymore. I Why know. are you? I'm like, what do you mean? Say, we went four games last year. Like, it's not fight back. Yeah. Say something. I'm like, what no. do you want me to say? No, I'm in the middle of the ocean. I haven't seen a. I haven't seen a, a, another boat for for days. I'm just gonna quit kicking. I'm sinking like Jack over here. It is my favorite thing when things are going poorly with U of L basketball recently. Like when we lose a recruit, or like in the beginning of the season when we're you know we're barely beating UMBC, they're like y'all gonna lose by forty to us. I'm like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like what we, reaction are you expecting we, to get out of me when you say this? Like, it's gonna get real ugly on December twenty first. I'm like what? No, am I supposed to like punch back at this? I agree. What are you looking for from me? Agree with me, okay? <laughs> I actually think what I'm seeing is great. You're just not as advanced in your basketball knowledge as I am. Ten point <laughs> losses to Chattanooga are actually fine. It is the best way to fight back with a bunch of bad season to your rival, though. It's just to, just admit, agree with everything they say. That's basically, what I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like after the football game where they're <laughs> one guy's like, "How you doing, you stupid?" B-? Like like the, the B word. I'm like, pretty bad. Like, what do you want me? Like, <laughs> great. What, what what do you think? Now I do. I don't want to hear the, the talking trash about this year's football game. Does hurt because I expected to it win. Texas has two things. One, have y'all picked the winner for tickets? No, we'll do it right after the break. Yep. 
Two, rank the likelihood of these coaches coming. Jay Wright, Mick Cronin, Jerome Tang. I'll go Cronin, Tang, Wright. Right, Jay Wright's not coming, guys. Yeah, I agree. I'm, yeah, I'd go Cronin, Tang. Right. I, it was like I, I thought. I, I assumed that people would realize that I was making a joke, but he, yeah, they sent a the, the CBS <laughs> college basketball, like the CBS college don't. basketball staff, slightly did this thing where they were sending a message to Dick Vitale, like you know. Congrats on being cancer free. Like, like we're thinking of you. And like Seth Davis made some offhanded joke about like like Jay Jay's been fielding job offers all morning. And like I just retweeted and was like, oh, has he now? I saw. And it, every yeah. yeah, and everybody's like, oh my god. I like after the Arkansas State game when Nick Vitale tweeted like, this is things are getting bad. Lobo like really? <laughs> Have you been watching too many Diamond? I mean, uh, it's like Louisville fans. Devil Rays games. Did you not know how bad it's been? It's like Louisville fans can't be happy about this. I was like, it's pretty bad, Dick. Not having fun. I don't think he watched this play once last year. Not a great time. We called one of our games. I stand still saying by what I just said. (laughs) Let's take a break. When we come back, we will draw the winner for the Sunday PGA Championship tickets. It's all happening here. It's all happening on the Mike Rutherford Show. Then we'll get back to the text line at 502-414-1450. Happy Tuesday to you from all of us here at 1450 The Big X. Back in Mike Rutherford Show Tuesday edition. It will be a shortened Mike Rutherford Show. We'll be off the air at 5:25 to make way for uh, Indiana basketball. Just getting bumped by everything this week. I'm glad it's like a down UK U of L rivalry week. Otherwise, I'd be kind of upset. No show yesterday because WKU football. Um, short show today because IU basketball, and then short show Thursday because the early tip time. So it's just you know, it's, it's a little bit. It's, it's a nice little holiday break though for us. I kind of appreciate it. Yeah, we have like three straight three day weekends. You realize that? I don't hate it. This one, then we have next weekend because of Christmas, then the Fourth of uh, J- July first, July first, Fourth <laughs> of July. Yeah, I love he said Fourth of July, then corrected yourself to July first. I'm assuming you mean New Year's Day, <laughs> January first. One text already pointed out that I said uh, dot the T's and cross the I's. You did. I didn't even realize I said that. I think I said it last week, too. It's okay. All right, we we asked people last week. We announced a cool contest. PGA Championship tickets are they're sold out. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You can't get good tickets for the PGA Championship anymore. They sold out in record time. It's going down at Valhalla this May here in our beautiful city of Louisville, Kentucky. It's going to be a big deal. We've got our hands on two Sunday Championship plus tickets. You have no idea what I had to go through to get those for you people. Yeah, this is all Trevor. Yeah. I asked people to, if you wanted to submit your name for a chance to win these tickets, you had to do one thing. Go to the most storied, most famous site in the entire Louisville golf scene, the first whole tee box at Crescent Hill Golf Course, of course, the thrill, and take a selfie of yourself. You guys answered the call. Some of these were hilarious. You sent them in via Twitter, via email. Uh, and now it's time to draw for a winner. Trevor, actually, Trevor, you want to come in here? I'm going to let you do the honors because I don't I don't want people to say, well, Mike just picked somebody. Yeah, so so you come in here. Oh, here I come. Yeah, the, the cool thing about, well, the interesting thing is some of these, most of these submissions came via email. Some of them came 
via Twitter. So you've got like a random mix in this this cup that I've written people's names in and chopped them up, put them in here, where it could be, you know, John Smith, or it could be like Cards fan 69 24 7 who wins the ticket. So we'll, we'll figure this out. Uh, Trevor's taking, I was going to say, it took, it took you a long time to walk up. We're right next door. He's sauntering in. It's a long walk. It's a, it's, a, it's a long walk. All right, here he comes. He's drawing up. I'll put the video out here when we do this. So the winner is going to get two Championship Plus tickets to Sunday of the PGA Championship. I know, the, the, the Brett Favre. Nobody can hear you. The, the, the Brett Favre poster is there. Uh, if you don't win the tickets, reminder, there are still practice round tickets, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, available for the tournament. Great gift for Christmas. If you want to those, uh, if you want to purchase those, you can go to pgachampionship.com. All your tickets there. All right, let's do the drawing here. Draw a name here. Shook them up in a cup. Here we go. Let's make it happen. He's licking his fingers for some reason. He's drawing a name. Just one, please. Oh, he dropped him. The winner is... Nathan Snyder. Nathan Snyder. Come on down. You're the winner. Congratulations. I'm going to post Nathan's picture on, um, on on Twitter as well to confirm that he did, in fact, take a picture at the first hole of the Crescent Hill tee box. Nathan Snyder, congratulations. You're the winner of two Sunday tickets to the 2024 PGA Championship at Valhalla. Electric factory right here in studio. A fantastic drawing. Thanks to all who entered. And reminder, if you want tickets uh, to the championship rounds, uh, to the practice rounds, they are still available. Go to PGAChampionship.com. Great Christmas gift to the golf lover in your family. All right, Thornton Sacks line is 502-414-1450. I have not reminded you, need to remind you now, if you have not downloaded the Refreshing Rewards app, what the hell are you doing? It's the best way to save money. Trevor, are you okay? There's a loud thump in there. It's the best way to save money <laughs> at the pump or inside any one of this area's 98,625 Thornton's locations. Become a Refreshing Rewards program member today. Use the app, save some money, and then text us at 502-414-1450. Did you know, Nathan? I don't. I I remember him sending in the picture though. I'm actually I'm gonna pull it up right now. Um, yeah. Did you? There was a loud thump in there. Are you okay? Oh, when I plopped in the chair, it hit the wall. No. Oh. Well, you're used to that. How's the How's the recliner? By the way, we haven't gotten an update there. Well, once I learned to just lower it down to the ground area, I figured out I can you know sit back in it. Unfortunately, because of that, it's a little more or less uncomfortable on the knees because you know I'm low to the ground. So to get up, you know, so when I get up, I do raise it up to stand up, but I got to remember to to lean forward when I do that. Otherwise I fall back. Okay. (laughs) I just walked in. Have you seen this video of George Pickens not blocking anybody? No. From last night? Oh, dude. I mean, this is like, if I'm a Steelers fan, I don't care what he does on like catching wise. I want this guy off my team now. I haven't seen it. It is bad. Like he just... He just barely like touches the receiver, uh, the defensive back, who takes the tackle and prevents the touchdown, by the way, because of it. And when asked about it, he says, I was trying to prevent the Tank Dell situation. The same thing happened to him. I don't want to get injured. That's oh, when you get blocked on. from behind. Yeah. yeah. And listen, Pickens has kind of had that reputation. I don't I mean, dude, I'm, I'm not a Steelers fan, but I'd be like, dude, get off my team now. I yeah. don't want him here. Yeah, that's bad. What we got going on here? Texter, this is Scootator. Scootator says, if I was a UK student or a UK fan, I would try to get as many students to go to try to fill up the Louisville student section with blue. I don't think you're going to have to try hard for that, really, are you? I mean, it would be like em- embarrassing if UK just like dwarfs our crowd, but not that much more embarrassing than anything else has happened. You aren't know? you? I mean, aren't you expecting them to dwarf the crowd? Yeah, but like to a point where it's 
you know, like 80% UK. It's like a sellout, and 80% of the fans, like, they're just all over the lower bowl and the upper level and all this stuff. Like, I think they will. I expect it to be at least 65 to 70% UK. Well, I mean, I, I think it'll be like 60%, but like, I don't think it's going to be more than like 12, 14,000 people at the game. Do you? If StubHub is, is reflective, then no, because the prices they're asking for on there is pretty outrageous for, for decent seats. Yeah. Which is surprising to me. I mean, lo- I mean, your upper level nosebleeds are going for like a hundred something bucks now, which is outrageous. Yeah, I mean, I, I you would think this. Yeah, you think it would. They should be in like the thirties and forties for upper, you know, upper level. Maybe, maybe a bill fifty for your lower level, maybe. But to still charge like you know two grand for like a courtside seat is insane. Yeah, it did. It's, yeah. Like I can't. I, I I just see people doing that. I'm like, I hope you lose your money on this. <laughs> Because I mean, there's no one's gonna buy it, right? Well, I mean, you're buying tickets for UK fans. So. Yeah, but I was sure I wasn't paying that much. No offense, say. <laughs> you're going to the game, though. Yeah, you're getting to go. That's all that matters. Yeah. I just don't. I just want to be at the game so you can call me during it. I want to listen to him. <laughs> the reason I'm sending him. Texture says Brahm is destroying the portal. Our lines look stacked. I really hope Shuck is good enough because we could be right back in the ACC championship game and maybe win this time. It's going to be so hard waiting for football season, but I can't wait to play this Lula team in, on the college football video game. Oh, I'm with you on that. If it's coming out in 24, which it's supposed to. Heard that in 23, though, as well. Do you see? I saw they, they, they announced officially the announcer pairings for our game. We play on Fox a week from tomorrow. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. Gus Johnson, baby. I saw that, yeah. And then my friend, of course, my like most jaded Louisville fan was like, can't wait for Gus to try to get excited about watching Jack Plummer play football. It's like, can you just give me a second? Can you, like, can you be happy for one second? It's Gus Johnson doing a Louisville football game, for God's sake. Not to mention, have you seen USC's defense? I think we're going to put some points. Plummer really... threw for 430 yards yeah. against them last year Touching. with a 4-8 and eight Cal team. We could have asked for a better situation in the bowl game, especially after the, the, the backlash Plummer took in the last two games between UK and, and Florida State. Like he, I, I have a good feeling he's going to put up some numbers. He's going to have a fun game. He's going to leave Louisville with, with uh, on good taste. He might throw for like 600 yards and just like flip off the cameras as he's walking off the field. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, like, he throws L's down as he's walking off the field. Well, I'll do that. But yeah. <laughs> well, no, I don't want him to, but I'm, you know, he, took, he took kind of a beating after the FSU game from a lot of people. I'm still wondering if they're even going to have Lincoln Riley, let alone anybody else on that staff over there. You know, the team is, yeah. It's, bowl games are weird now. It is. It's just it it's is. the way it is now. Texas, my name is Trevor Kelsey, and I have a narrow urethra. <laughs> it's not very nice. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> if it was that near, I wouldn't have to pee so much. Texture says Trevor needs to get a PSA test. Like I thought, those were like announcements. Yeah, public service announcement. Yeah, yeah. I think it's also a prostate cancer test. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm at that age. I probably need to get it checked. You're above forty. I'm coming. I'll be there. Not too long. I think the <laughs> so sounds so stupid and bad, but. Like so, like sometimes I'll put a pillow behind me, like in my, like my lower back when I'm sleeping. Just, just, yeah, and I'm thinking like it was pressing against my. I think I was pressing against my bladder, which is what made me pee so many times this morning. I still. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. I was like, I don't know. What amazes me more. You had to pee seven times. You actually got up all seven times. Texture says, TK, thank you for the Married with Children theme. Has to be one of the best sitcoms in the 90s. Yep. Mike, what happened to the rumors about Moore and Owens potentially transferring to Louisville? Yeah, those kind of, I mean. Moore went to Oregon, right? Oh, did he? I thought, that was, I, I thought I saw that. I mean, I assumed he was staying with them at least through the playoff. His first name is Dante, right? DeAndre. Deon- oh, man, no, he is, not, he is not going. Oh, okay, man, I think that's, maybe that was a different name I saw then. No. I mean, I, I think that 
I mean, I, I can tell you, like, people within Morris family reached out to Louisville a few, like, a couple months ago to try and, and maybe gauge the water. I don't know if maybe he just wants to be a part of the playoff and then maybe he would open up. But the Ruben Owen stuff got kind of shut down pretty quickly. Um, so he's staying probably. There. I, mean, I think what you're seeing, and, and remember, I, like, when you start, like, the, the first day the portal opened and everybody was doing this, like, kind of vague tweeting. And I was like, this is the this is the player equivalent of having your agent float to whatever your preferred media member is that like so-and-so is talking to Bruce Pearl and, and also like players doing like Jordan Watkins for Ole Miss. He tweeted like the, like, you know, he came to the Louisville game, Kentucky game was at hanging out with Jack Harlow and you know, tweeted out pictures of U of L with the eyeball emojis. And I, I think it's just a ploy to get more money, you know, cause you know, two weeks later he's got like the like picture of him scoring a touchdown for Ole Miss and everybody's like going crazy. He's coming back. He's coming back. Yeah. You know, Travion Cooley did the same thing. I think that a lot a of these rumors, <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of these rumors just kind of start because these kids realize it's a better way to get a better NIL situation. Like showcase, show the the collectives and the the NIL people that hey, other programs really want me. If you want me, like to come back, I, I'm going to need a little bit more. And I think that you're going to keep seeing this now. Can't say I blame them. I can't either. I mean, it, it sucks for us as fans because it's it's hard to track what's legit and what's not. But it's smart for the players. Why not get what you can while you can? I must have been thinking of the, the UCLA quarterback when I read that. Dante Moore, he is going to yeah, Oregon. Or yeah, because. That's the school. They, they've got two quarterbacks in the transfer portal now, which is kind of you know, kind of crazy. I thought that was weird too. Yeah, but yeah, it is what it is. Hey, look, Will Stein. He, he, I mean, Dylan Gabriel, maybe the biggest name in the portal. You know, if you're if you're Dante Moore and you're like, you know, I can't get on the field at UCLA as a five star quarterback. Now you're going to Oregon. You just got maybe the Heisman front runner going into the next season from Oklahoma. Unless you just promised the job, but you were probably promised it at UCLA this year. I think. I, I guess the thing is like they're like we're going to pay you a ton of money. You won't get hurt because you'll be the backup next year. And then, boom, you're our guy in two years. I mean, it's still, like, it seems like a – it's not why most five-star freshmen get into the portal. but No, but you, it's kind of the Quinn Ewers effect, though. I mean, he, he's the one that did it right away. Went to Ohio State and make a million bucks, redshirted, then transferred. Did you see the message board? Genius? I told you there were people out there a few weeks ago floating, like, the Arch Manning to Louisville stuff. I told I mean, you that. And there was message board genius caught somebody from, I think, Cardinal Authority on their boards who was like – I've heard that Cooper Manning and Jeff Brom met over the weekend. I was like, can we not do this, guys? Can we please not do this? I'm begging you all. Even if it wound up being true. Like, no one's going to believe it until it actually happens. No. Just don't, no. Just like, don't, don't say it. It's Otani and signing with the Blue Jays all over again for me. Sorry. Yeah, thanks again. Texas says, Trevor, I'm a big guy too. Get yourself a Tempur-Pedic. Best money I've ever spent. My back pain is now virtually non-existent. Uh, yeah, I don't. Tempur-Pedics are expensive, aren't they? Yeah, but you're only buying like one. It lasts like 12, 15 years. It's worth I, the investment. I guess. Your health is priceless. Well, my sleep is priceless because that's what I do most of my living. Well, your sleep and your back. Yeah. yeah the, the chair part doesn't help, though. How is, yeah, the, the, the recliner, we got we to gotta work on that. Well, that's why I've been pushing, put, put, dropping it down to the ground now and sitting, so I can sit back and actually not have my back. Right it seems like there's a better solution, which is maybe just fix the chair. Well, I need to fix the bed first. I need a new bed. Maybe fix all your, your appliance issues. Maybe that's the holiday project. I mean, it is noticeable there's a, like, the bed has a gap in it. Like, it, 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 it dips in the middle. So, like, when I lay down, if I lay on any, like, if I lay down, I just roll into the middle of the bed pretty much. Taco situation. Yeah. And, like, the, the edge. You should the, be getting over that in college. <laughs> it's the last time you should have a taco bed. Hey, I'm. From college level, my bed's just now at least getting up off the floor. Like I was, those days were like mattress on the floor days. 
Uh, somebody, Did you ever do mattress on the floor? Oh yeah. When I when I moved back in with my parents after college, okay. I everybody did. Th- there was a period where my bed broke, and instead of like getting new box springs, I just like just slept on the floor for the- yeah, mattress on the floor for a little bit. Oh, now did you did you ever sleep on a futon? No, never. I mean, like weekends and stuff, but never okay. full time. Uh, Texas sends in this this um this tweet from Shot Quality, which tracks the lowest percentage of open threes allowed among high major programs. No shock, Virginia's number one. Uh, in, in the other category, the most percentage of wide open threes allowed among high major programs. Not shockingly, <laughs> the worst is Louisville. No, no surprise. Now, Arkansas is actually second to worst. We allow, I mean, yeah, you watch Louisville play, when we get possessions, like, like, like you know, stops, more times than not, it's just because dudes just miss open shots. Like, we're not we're not contesting any good outside <laughs> That's, we haven't done that for two years if they miss it's their own fault <laughs> texas monroe mills who we just got is the number one offensive tackle in the portal by certain outlets he's as good if not better than any player we brought in that's a huge ad i mean we need a left tackle i like the fact that texas state did run the ball very well last year so it does and, and he, clearly he was on that line so i'm pretty good I, running game the though. more that i like i the deeper we get into portal season, the more I'm selling myself on Tyler Shuck. And maybe I wind up looking stupid. I was hesitant about Jack Plummer last year, and I think I was kind of right there. Shuck, if he stays – like, like Shuck's got a better arm. He's more mobile. The injury concerns and taking too many chances. I think you trust Braum when it comes to taking too many chances. And I think you have to hope that we have better pieces around him than he had at Texas Tech. Um I mean, Oregon, you can't really say that. But Texas Tech, you can definitely well, say that. What he had. Or he's a coach under a crystal ball, so you can't say too much. Yeah, they, they weren't, but still talent-wise. Like, he's got, he, he had playmakers, I'm assuming, all I, over the place. Yeah, I assume, too. I'm not positive on that, though. But, yeah. but he, you know, when he was healthy, he was pretty good at Oregon. When he was healthy, he was really good at Texas Tech. Like, like he, mm-hmm. I think in this offense, we've seen that Brom can get guys open all over the field. It's just a matter of having a quarterback who can make the throws. I think he can make the throws. And if you got him on discount compared to what you would have to pay for a guy like Will Howard or DJ Uyunglele or Cam Ward or whoever, and you can spend some of that extra money to get better pieces around him, like Monroe Mills, who could be a stellar left tackle for you to protect the blind side, then I think that it could wind up being like a genius way to play it all. I think Tyler Shuck has a chance to be good. And if he's not, you have to hope that one of these five quarterbacks we have behind him can step up and win you a ton of football games next year. Texas, do you know if we actually have scholarships available for these transfers coming in, or is this probably an indication that more guys have already decided to leave but just haven't announced it yet? No, I mean, mean, think about it. Like, we're only taking, we're only going to sign, I think, 15 kids in our recruiting class tomorrow. That's 10 scholarships available right there. Um, I think you assume you're going to have more guys leave after the bowl game. You'll probably have a few more leave, and then you'll definitely have a lot more guys leave after spring practice when they realize where they are on the depth chart. So, like, I think you just, like, you can't, there's no exact science right now, but you assume that you, that you're gonna have spots to fill still. So I, I think that they, I think they probably have like they want to land 30 players or so in the portal, and I think they're probably gonna get to that number. Texas, I'm not gonna lie. If we let Chuck get in the way of going after Ward, it's kind of upsetting. I think I mean we made an offer. It was just going to like we were gonna have to find more money for him, and then Chuck was like, "Look, like, if you if you like, I'm, I'm willing to commit now if you're willing to commit to me and." We decided that was the best route to go. I mean, it comes down to like treating like a salary cap, and I like Cam Ward. I do, but if we can save two million on Chuck to Ward, and then use that money to bring in, I don't know, the Mills kid like we just did, and somebody else, and I'll take that scenario. Yeah, like if we had, we're we're not. I mean, not in Miami doesn't realize this, but they got some holes too. But 
Like if you're, you know, if you, if you are a USC or Florida State and, or, you know, Oklahoma, you know, and you just want to bring that quarterback in to, to bring everything together, like what Oregon's done the last two years. Exactly. Like, with Nixon, now Gabriel, then, then Cam Ward's your guy. And, and I'm, but, and he can do well. I mean, but you saw Washington State. I mean, they were also very good defensively. They had a defensive coach. And, you know, they you saw what he did up there. It was, what, 500? Like, think about last year if we had gone. Like, so Devin Leary you did not have a great year at UK. He was the number two quarterback in the portal, according to most people. Let's say we'd gone gone all in on Devin Leary, given him a ton of money, gotten him here for his one season at U of L, and because we'd gone all in on him, we weren't able to get Jamari Thrash or Devin Neal or Cam Kelly. But we're like, we got we, but we have Leary, and he's better than Jack Plummer. I don't think we go. I don't think we win ten games this past year. It, it, it's a gamble. You have to hope that the guy that you get is going to be good enough at quarterback to win you games, but I think that Brom thinks that way about Tyler Shuck. And, like, I mean, look, as average as Jack Plummer was at a lot of times this season, the offense was still dynamic enough and the defense was still good enough that we had a one of the better years we've had in a long, long time. And I think that you're they're kind of banking on that being true. And if Shuck is a, a, you know, a little bit of an upgrade from Plummer, then maybe we can be even better. Texter says, uh, any chance that the cards go after a young, highly touted QB in the portal – who could compete with Chuck? With all these great pieces coming in, the quarterback spot is the one that feels middling. Well, we've still got the Deuce kid coming in. Deuce Adams is coming in. Who we, yeah. I think we just got a commitment from his brother, who plays, I believe, wide receiver. So we've got we've got some young guys to to, to stir the pot and compete. I think. I, I mean, like I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if getting Chuck means that they're like they told him we're not going after anybody else, if, even if like a five star backup who hasn't shown himself can wind up on our radar and wants to come here for the right price. I think they feel good at quarterback. I, I think they think Chuck is the guy. But if he's not, you know, Brom's probably seen something from Harrison Bailey or Brady Allen or uh, you know Pierce Clarkson or they they you know they like Deuce Adams enough as a true freshman that they feel like they can you know, one of those guys can keep the ship going if if either Chuck isn't good enough or if he gets hurt again. But I'm kind of with you. It's a gamble for sure. This could definitely. You know, we ended up looking back at last year and said, "Oh, if we'd only had a better quarterback." And this could. You don't. You don't want to run the risk of 12 months from now, looking back at a seven and five season, or you know, even like an eight and four season, and being, being like, if we just gotten more out of the QB position again, we would have been ten and two, eleven and one, conference champions, Orange Bowl playoff, whatever you you know, whatever you're saying. Because look, the stakes are higher now. Louisville's got a, a you know, what we think on paper, you never know for sure, seems like a manageable conference schedule. Again, we do have to go to Clemson, who's probably going to be better next year. But if we can, but I mean, if we can go, if we have the same type of year that we had this season up until the Kentucky game, like you're talking about the expanded playoff next year. And you know, that's now on the table. It's the stakes are even higher to be 11 and one good in the conference or, you know, playing for a conference championship next year. Texas, honestly, I hate when people say this, but this silence out of Josh Hurd outrage seems fake. I don't know if it's fake. I think it's a little bit misguided. I think it's unnecessary. But what do you mean the silence equals outrage, or the outrage? People are outraged that he's not talking. I mean, he thinks that people are just kind of being fake about it. Well, or I guess maybe he thinks that the people are making that it's not real. That people are making. A, I don't know. I'm assuming if the, the people who are angry that he's being quiet are also the ones that want Kenny Payne gone, and I would think quiet Josh Hurd. Is more supportive, lean towards getting rid of Kenny Payne faster. Totally than, than talking, Josh. So I would think you'd be happy he's being silent. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay, yeah. Texas, can we get a fratty patty guest show during his winter break? Remind him who his true people are. 
Apparently, 680 Patty hasn't been working over at 680 for a while. That's what I hear, yeah. We didn't know that. I accidentally clicked on the tweet above because I thought that he went there. It's the picture of the Snow Globe collection <laughs> from Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> My Snow Globe collection. <laughs> <laughs> Underrated movies, just friends, right? Never seen it. Oh, really? Oh, oh, I got one to add. I haven't added a list in months. Oh, God. The yeah. List. The list. <laughs> Where's Mike Movies list? I can't. Good Lord, I don't even know where it is. Oh, here it is. We have just added number 22 to the list. 22. Did you scratch off Suicide Kings? Uh, nope. <laughs> I watched a minute and a half. I watched it. Well, that counts for porn, but not for Suicide Kings. Just Friends, right below still Bloodsport and True Romance. I do like Ryan Reynolds a lot. It's a funny movie. I just, I always just get... <laughs> Oh, it just makes me laugh because the beginning he's in the fat suit and he's like mouth singing. He's like lip syncing, I swear, by all for one. It just makes me think of high school. <laughs> Let's take a break. I don't want to get cut off again by the, the, oh, <laughs> the yeah. announcement. Let's take a break. Five o'clock hour slash half hour is up next. We'll give you 25 minutes. We'll talk text line. Also a little bit about what Jeff Brom had to say to the media today. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. 1450 The Big X. Five o'clock and a half hour here on Tuesdays, number 19. Happy Christmas week to you. Out early today because of the Indiana Morehead State game. Just found out via Jeff Goodman also that Indiana will be without Xavier Johnson today again against the Hoosiers. Did he been out already? He's been out for yeah a lot of the year. Didn't matter against us, but whatever. <laughs> Does it ever? <laughs> Only against Pepperdine. Uh, Indiana, by the way, is for as bad as we are right now, and included, we're on a different level of hell. Indiana, <laughs> who almost beat Kansas over the weekend, big time assembly hall. Yeah. They're still they're 80th on Ken Palm. What's down there? They are one spot behind Appalachian State, and one spot ahead of a bad Syracuse team. So they need to kind of get it going a little bit here. Two zero in the Big Ten, though. They had to place rocking against Kansas, and they got quite quick. Look, big game assembly hall is it's a hell of an environment, and they you know they were winning for most of that game, and then yep. ended up kind of yeah whatever. It was a great weekend of college basketball. We don't have time to talk about it. We do have time to talk about Jeff Brom and certain players met with the media today to kind of update post ACC championship life, uh, pre holiday bowl life. The Cards will take on USC a week from tomorrow in San Diego. I thought the most interesting part. I sent you the clip if you, I, if you I got, got it. it. Okay. Brom was talking about, you know, we only have two guys that have announced so far that they're not going to play in the bowl game. It's Jawar Jordan and Jamari Thrash. I was going to say arguably, but I don't think there's any argument about it. The two biggest weapons on the Louisville offense this past season. And Brom was talking about not just their decisions to not play in this game and get ready for the draft, but we knew they were dealing with injuries throughout the second half of the year. I don't think we really, a lot of people probably didn't know exactly how severe it was. Here's Brom talking about that today during his uh, his radio show. Well, first off, uh, you know, I want to thank both Jawar and Jamari for uh, the effort they gave us this year. Uh, Jawar 
you know, did an outstanding job for us at running back. I think through the first six games, he was as, as good as there was. You know, he had some injuries, a knee and, and, and an ankle that, uh, you know, we try not to publicize too much so the other team didn't know. But to his credit, he tried to play through it. Uh, he tried to come back and play on it. He's got to get some things cleaned up now. Uh, so he's been playing on a leg that's not 100%. I think it showed a little bit. He just wasn't able to practice as much. Uh, didn't but through quite six, have that final no, gear of speed. But through six games, here. when he was healthy, he was outstanding. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was a difference maker for us. I think when you look at Jamari Thrash, he came in here from Georgia State, uh, but he played a lot of football, and he was productive there. And you could tell on video, and I think it showed up in practice, showed up in the game. This guy was experienced. He knew how to play football, and he did a great job for us. Now with him as well, um, you know, which I think people may know a little bit now, but, uh, you know, after one game, this next Sunday morning, he had hand surgery. Uh, he had a you know, broken hand, had to have screws and a plate put in it, and tried to play the next week, couldn't go, but he continued to play the week after the week after with a, a pretty heavy brace on his hand that he played through. It wasn't comfortable for him. Uh, so I give him a lot of credit. Those guys sacrificed for the team. Uh, they gave us everything they could when they could have shut it down and said, no, I'm not 100%. Uh, and I think that's why we, we were able to have a, a pretty good season this year because we had guys like that that uh, gave great effort and uh, continued to play to the very end. So there it is. I, mean, we, I think we kind of knew that Jawar Jordan had been dealing with injuries that were more significant than he let on. We knew he had injuries, though. He, they, they, they didn't keep that a secret. We just didn't know how bad. Right. I, mean, I think that it, it was obvious to anybody who watched this team, and Jeff said it right there, he looked like the best running back in the country in the mm -hmm. first half of the season and then looked a step or three slower after that Notre Dame game. He just never really got back into that same bounce that he had for the first six weeks of the year. And then Jamari Thrash, I think the word kind of started to leak out that he had to actually have a procedure on the hand, and really the the offense kind of survived the hit it took when when Jordan lost a step because Garendo was so good, and then Maurice Turner could come in and help you out. I, the offense never really recovered in the passing game when Jamari his production went down. Like yeah. after the Duke game, where he had seven catches, like when he could no longer be target A, B, and C, the passing game just it never really got back to where it was. You know, I mean, Plummer put up decent stats against Miami with Thrash being limited, but besides that, like, it just it wasn't as dynamic. No the one the could, big play threat was gone. Yeah, no one could, could, could consistently step into that Thrash role and take it. I mean, we, we tried to, to Thompson and uh, who was the – Chris Callow, Bell. Callaway, Bell. I mean, yeah. we, they're multi, I mean, different guys got different opportunities and just – and nothing against them. They're also still young players, but well, maybe not Callaway as much, but, but still – you know, they're also not thrash, and it showed that you know we needed somebody to step up, and thrash was hurt. It is kind of a what if now, like if, if both of those guys who ended up, you know, Jawar was first team All ACC, and, and Jamari was second team All ACC. They still wound up having terrific seasons, but if they hadn't suffered their injuries, like how? Because the offense, through th I mean, remember like through the first month the of the season, was, the line was playing banged up too. For the line was playing banged up for sure. But through the first month of the season, we were like the best team in the country when it came to dynamic plays. When it mm -hmm. came to you know fifty plus yard plays, we had like three seventy five plus yard plays. And then once once Jawar kind of lost his home run threat, and once Jamari lost his home run threat, we didn't have anybody who could step up and fill that void. And we became this you know kind of grind it out and protect the protect the ball type offense. And it just it just changed the entire thing. One thing that stuck out to me though was, and I'm not you know saying anything bad, but like. Jamar was a hand. I, I can't see how that would affect him. Like I, I would think it was something to do with the lower body, the way you know affecting maybe his route running and things and so on and so forth with the injury with 
With a hand, you think he'd still be able to get open, right? I mean, he, I mean, he, to his credit, like he did get open a decent amount. Like, there were a couple games where you could just tell he just like could not I mean, haul in some catches. You think the Florida State game, the one that went to his bread basket, maybe okay, that I could look at as being a hand issue. He couldn't hold on to it. And it was a tough catch anyway. But I mean, yeah, but he's, he seemed not to get targeted very much as well. I mean, I, I don't know if that's much the hand is the fact that defenses were now like saying, listen, this we know this is your only guy. We're, we're blanketing him three guys over. Well, I also remember in the Virginia game, we went to him really quickly. He dropped two passes in the first quarter, and then it was kind of like, okay, we can't – if he can't catch, like we can't throw it to yeah. him. And I think that people kind of picked up on that. I think also – That's a hand. When he started getting targeted less, you know, it probably affects your route. Where you're probably not working quite as hard, even if it's subconscious, to get open if you feel like they're not going to throw me the ball because they don't think I can catch it. So it just, it just changed the entire thing. The only other notable quote that came out of today's session, uh, Eric Miller, the offensive lineman, I don't even know what the context was because I didn't get to listen to this one live, but he said, according to Alexis Cubitt from the Courier Journal, he said he can feels he can, he feels that he can take a manatee, but would have to work out quote the whole underwater thing. This sounds like a Trevor quote. I thought manatees don't. I thought they they, they live above the water though. I mean, they're like walruses though. They can go underwater, but they spend most of their time above, right? Yeah. No, no, no. Manatees are. They don't. They don't come out of the water. I thought they did. They're 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 underwater. Oh, I could take a manatee. <laughs> You're gonna have to work on the whole water thing. No, I mean even under even underwater, they're not very fast. That's like yeah, they're like sea lions. I can I've seen sea lions. I when I was in I've been, every time I've been, been to San Francisco, you see sea lions all the place. They're they're not that intimidating. Would you say you'd fight a manatee? They are slow moving. Yeah, kick it in the head and move on. They do say that you're kind of the manatee of radio. <laughs> I think you, you look kind of look like you have a manatee quality about you. I always think of manatees. I think of the How I Met Your Mother Barney scenarios. That the that's where mermaids came from. Men out in sea way too long. They start seeing manatees and start thinking they had breasts and turned them into, into, into mermaids. All right, so we got to get out of here at twenty five. Is right. that correct? Yes. Yeah, so let's read some text. All right, let's read some text as much as we can here. All right. Texas, what has Scott Drew done that Lord Kenneth Payne has not already accomplished? Lord Kenneth Payne. Nothing. <laughs> Texas, a statement that I never thought I would hear on the radio is Trevor saying that he can never satisfy Mike. <laughs> you always left me feeling satisfied. I don't know where that text is where you read that from, but okay. It's from right above the last one. Okay. Texas, wheel out Larry Brown in a wheelchair for the rest of the season. We'll go 500 in the ACC. Dude, I, you don't, don't, I'll never d- doubt Larry Brown. Larry Brown can do no wrong for me until he leaves the team. Why do you have to be in a wheelchair? He was on Memphis' staff last year. Like, he doesn't have to be in a wheelchair. He looked fully fine last year coaching on the Memphis staff. You got him out there like like like, like he's weakened at Bernie. <laughs> Texted out of you who last night to TK, and I got up zero times to pee. Also says, shuck you, Trevor. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's you. I drink you who's a lot. I don't think I had anything to do with the you who. Texas says, Mike, new car. That's great. Congratulations. I know a guy who can get you a deal on a new tire gauge. <laughs> He'll even wrap it up for you. <laughs> and by gift wrap, I mean shove it into a hastily signed card. At least you're still not bitter about that. Did you drive the new car today? Yeah, it's out there. I did you take a look at it. I, I, did, did you get a bow on it like in the commercial? We did not. You suck. Texas, are you all going to be on the air next week before the Holiday Bowl? We need to schedule the Moon Children thing and determine the voice in which will be read to keep the streak going. We did it last week, and we lost to UK. It's the last game. So, I, I, now I'm not doing it again. I did it in the goofy voice. I thought I did a great job, and then we lost to Kentucky. So, we, no. We got shows next week, though, don't we? Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the game's at 8, so I assume we'll be on the air for normal show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Texas, Trevor, I've stuck by you so many times. I asked you to help <laughs> renew my vows to my wife. I have a lot of soul-searching to do over the next 48 hours. 
after hearing that you purchased tickets for uh, UK fans to go to a Louisville home game. I mean, normally that I would agree I should be taken out back and like stoned to death and not in a good way. But like, yeah, this is like it's. It, Stop trying to justify. They're going to go anyway. It doesn't matter. It's it's. I'm just you know stepping aside. You're not stepping aside. You're getting actively involved. It's the opposite <laughs> of stepping aside. I was I watched an Eagles game last night. Okay. Texas says, "What are your thoughts on the Rashard Mendenhall tweet and who would the starters be?" We don't we don't need to get like Rashard Mendenhall. When is he is he relevant anymore? Have you not seen this? This like has sports radio like every sports radio show okay, in America. No, I think first, has talked about first this of today. all. I'm thinking of Bronco Mendenhall from from Virginia. It's a different person. Rashard played running back. right? Rashard, yeah, he did. Rashard Mendenhall. He tweeted out that like he wants to do a Pro Bowl that's like all blacks versus all whites. Yeah, it's. And so people have been doing this, like, who would the all-white team? And they run into a lot of issues when they get to the secondary. I do like... Yeah, Jason Seahorn's not walking through that door. Everyone's like, all right, we're going to have McCaffrey play both ways. He's going to have to play cornerback, too. Uh, but, yeah, that's been... A th- I think every sports radio show in America is probably... Ryan Clark did have me laughing a little bit when he's referring to Geno Smith's announcing of his injury before the game last night. And he goes, when he asked him his prediction of the game, which he was wrong on, he said, well, this team already lost to one black quarterback, now lost to the least to two in Jalen Hurts tonight. I'm going Eagles. That, that's well, when he was wrong. That's when Marcus Spears broke their trophy and walked off the stage. You realize you did also keep the Lions from solidifying a playoff spot. <laughs> hey, Matt Patricia does it again. Why give him any? Uh, I'm familiar with your game, Matt. I knew it was coming. The only well, thing Matt Patricia ever did good was letting us win the Super Bowl. Well, that's more than he did at Detroit. No, that's true. We could have been locked in the playoffs today, and instead know. you ruined the party a little bit. But we still have a shot at two seed now. So there you go. Texture says, Don't worry, TK. I sold my tickets to a UK fan that I work with. I couldn't stomach seeing Kenny Love up on Cal and DJ. I had to make some cash after burning money on season tickets. I hate who I've become when it comes to Louisville basketball. Now, I see he sold season tickets. I just went on StubHub. I may have bought his. <laughs> Texture says, Trevor, you bleeping traitor. <laughs> if we lose this game, it's all on you. Oh, that's, yeah. This is your fault if we lose to Kentucky. I thought you. I thought it's a weekday game. It's you your fault. Paid me. Your fault. Well, you're not betting on Louisville. No, but I'm buying tickets for somebody in the UK, which means I'm. That, so you should fade that, which means Louisville's going to do better. Ken Palm has this as what? what he, he's got the game at Kentucky by 19. thirteen. The spread's going to be higher than that. I, I bet it's Kentucky like seventeen and a half. I was. I said nineteen. Yeah. Yeah. Seems right. Texas says, TK needs to play Vince McMahon theme song, No Chance in Hell, because that's what we got on Thursday yeah, night. Yeah, pretty much. No chance. That's what you've got. No chance in hell. you Te- got. Texas, Mike, did you see the tweet of the KP on a screen at the restaurant? Yeah, I, I, I had that made. So I, I, <laughs> that, that's I hired somebody for that. I sent that to some friends, too. It was great. I know that's you can say it's quote-unquote played out, but I, don't oh, I, I It's still good. It's still, yeah, it's still, it's still mad. That, that was originally for the Night King death, right? Or was that? No, it was a soccer game. Oh, see, I, the first time I ever saw it was for the Night King death thing. No, people weren't really going that crazy over the Night King. Well, I would have. <laughs> they also weren't watching Game of Thrones together I, in a crowded sports was, <laughs> But you see videos of people doing that, and I wonder why they did it. No, it's the original video is a soccer game. Okay, who was it? You don't know who. It's somewhere in Europe, somewhere. Yeah, okay, somewhere, <laughs> somewhere in Europe. You're not gonna get that crowd for a Houston Dynamo game. I don't think. Are you sure? Yeah, it's not the same. San Jose Earthquakes. No, it's not happening. <laughs> but it is like I, I think all of those are pretty good. But yeah, the the video of Kenny Payne going from four and I six mean, to five and six was it's hilarious. I tr- so I, I I legit did spend like five minutes trying to to figure out how to do the meme. 
And I was like, all right, this is above my pay grade. I can't, somebody, yeah. I can't do this. And so somebody like stepped up. I, I figured somebody would step up after I tweeted what that. What do you do? It's like, I'll Venmo you 10 bucks if you do it for me you, or something. There are websites where you can like hire people to make that. I'm like, I'm not going to do that either. But this person, <laughs> thankfully, was a good Samaritan, made the video. It was great. Yeah, it was awesome. Texas, the worst thing about this Thursday is how after the game, Cal is going to lecture UofL fans about patience with pain. No. Yeah, but he did it last year and it made us mad. And like nothing, like, Nobody cares. If, if he does that this year, it doesn't affect. It, it has no effect whatsoever on what Josh Hurt's going to do. Are we are we confident Cal's not just going to fall on the sword and, and take a dive so Kenny Payne can stay here longer? It'd be hilarious. Like He's just willing to like take a loss. Like I, I don't know. I would have maybe taken a loss to Billy Gillespie if it had gotten him a few more years. Yeah, Cal's not going to do that. I know. He knows that. I mean, that fan base would just because it's not going to lie. It doesn't matter. I guess he finally doesn't. has the fan base back on his side. They beat North Carolina over the weekend. Who look? I'm not. I'm still not in on Kentucky or UNC long term this season. That's not a hater thing. They're going to. I get you're going to beat us by twenty. I don't think that either team is going to do like, like go to. I don't think either is Final Four good. But he's like they're top ten. Like he's got you UK fans back on his side. Like firmly, like they think that they're really good. They think they got a good shot. Like if you lose to U of L, you lose all of that to, to this Louisville team. So he no, he's not going to. Maybe he like doesn't beat us by thirty five because he wants to make Kenny look as as okay as possible. But he's not going to keep us in the game. Texas, instead of going to law school, why don't you go to paralegal school? It's easy, and you wouldn't be in student loan debt until your late thirties. Thought paralegals were just a law interns. No, paralegals are. It's a it's a profession. I oh. love the paralegals that I work with. Though. I thought it was just like an intern. Like, I thought that what you, did, you called yourself when you were like interning to get I, I clerked and was a courier. Oh. Yeah. yeah. And law school is not the reason why I'm in debt. It's it's more undergrad. <laughs> yeah, buying new cars over there, Mr. Fancy Pants. Well, I mean. <laughs> Texas, more likely scenario, Trevor flies the drone or attempts to gift it to someone. Oh, he's not. He, you're never flying that drone. <laughs> First of all, spoiler for Mike's Christmas gift. <laughs> I will take the drone off your hands. I looked at. It, I was looking at it the other day because it's sitting at the end of my at the end of my desk, and the the packets in the packaging, the like cloth packaging, is starting to collect some dust on it. Of course, you haven't. You got like five months ago. Has it been that long? Texas, realistically, what's the best case scenario for this UK versus U of L game? Is it losing by ten to fifteen? Uh, I would say a rain out. I could. <laughs> I could say we. Uh, yeah, ten to fifteen seems like best case. Texas Thursday feels like a Zan Payne game. He knows what Cal is going to run. He knows Kentucky system. He could be big for us on defense. Hey, this is the game to unleash Zan, for go, sure. Go out with a bang, buddy. It's your last game here with Dad. Texas says Gus is a better basketball announcer than football. I think so, too. Yeah, I agree, yeah. But, it's, it, but his enthusiasm is just, in, in, you know, it, it gets you going. Texas said, I had a vasectomy consultation today. The urologist claimed to be a big-time donor to Louisville Athletics with inside information on the KP situation. He promised that KP is out on Friday and Jay Wright is coming. In his words, by the time you're shooting blanks, Louisville will be winning basketball games again. I'm just curious. Was he? I, I want to believe that story Was so he badly. telling you this with your crotch <laughs> in his hands? <laughs> if we, if Jay Wright becomes the coach on Friday, then I, I, we need to get that guy on the radio to tell him the story, make him tell the story. Because if that quote was actually said, then... It becomes like Like if a doctor said to me, I'd be like, that's great, doc. Can you tell me when you're not cupping my testicles? I don't think – how do you think vasectomies work? Well, I figured you had to do a little research, right? I think they're just grabbing nuts left and right. I mean, I figured it's like – It's a consultation. <laughs> you got to take He's a look. He's not like, yep, you've got balls. <laughs> I mean, you got to look. It's like he's taking a physical, you, right? I mean, you got to turn and cough a little bit. I don't, I don't know if that <laughs> – I know you had to That's get, how they do pants. I know you had to get shaped. <laughs> Texas, when KP is fired, can Rick Bozich go with him? I don't know. No, I, I don't. Care. I like Rick a little bit. I don't mind Rick. Texas, I'll give it to TK. Just Friends is a really funny one. It is. It's a good. It's a good. It's a good rom com movie. You like it. 
Texas, do people realize that Hurd's job isn't guaranteed forever? It matters what he does, not what he does or doesn't say. Yeah, if, if he – like this move is the – this is the – what he does in the next however many months this takes is the most important thing that he's done so far as AD. Because hiring Jeff Braun was a no-brainer. Yeah. Kenny Payne, you kind of could say, well, I, yeah, I felt like yeah. I had to do it yeah. given that situation. Like this is on him now. Whoever he brings – Louisville men's basketball is the most successful all-time program at this university. It steered the ship for as long as we can remember. This is the lowest it's been in any of our lifetimes – and it's on him to get this thing turned around. And the first step is however he handles this current situation. So this, like this, I don't want to say it makes or breaks his legacy, but it's going to go a long way towards making or breaking his current approval rating. Texas, what does a thrash wrist injury have to do with him not being able to get open? You That's kind of what I was saying. Went into that. Yeah, yeah. Was... Texas, do you all remember when Trevor insisted that Coleman was better than Thrash last year? I was I, excited for Coleman too. You, I was, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think yeah, because. I, I just didn't. I didn't understand the transition from Jackson State to this level. I think he. I think that was a big move for him. That was bigger than I anticipated. But Coleman had good numbers going this season. I thought he'd be better. I did. Texas is Trevor thinking of hippos? No, they're hungry. Hippos are vicious too. Yeah, Have you, you seen? You cannot fight a hippo. Yeah, there's a. I've seen movies where hippos like just like when they're like going through like rivers of the Nile and the hippos would destroy the boat. Next Texas says Trevor is thinking of a hippo. Manatees don't even have legs. Well, then I can outrun it, right? Texas, I know one of Louisville's massive donors personally. He gave all of his basketball tickets away to his best UK fans. I don't like that. I mean, mm. come on. Mm. Just give them away. At least make some money. Yeah, exactly. Really. I mean, there's something to remember. If UK doesn't beat us by 25 plus, it could hurt their seed line. I do enjoy knowing that UK's net ranking is going to go down regardless of how Thursday's game goes. I mean, if they beat us by like 17, about like 12, and they try and they talk trash, can we just be like, you might beat us by 12, dude? I mean, I don't think anybody's talking trash to that point because it's embarrassing for us to be like, you only beat us by 12, and it's embarrassing for them to be like, we beat you by 12. We are 266th on Ken Palm uh, in the net rankings right now. That's one spot ahead of 2-5 and Alabama State out of the SWAC. Hey, Alabama State's got some talent here. One spot behind 2-9 and Brown out of the Ivy League. Good God. So yeah, we're gonna, Berman would like that. We we have a chance to just like tank Kentucky's net ranking. If, like this is a seed line game for them. I forgot Brown even played college basketball. <laughs> if if they lose to us, even in our home building, it's a quad four loss for them. This could definitely take them from like a three seed to a four seed. Just this one game. Just for beating us? No. If if, if we beat them, oh, I was gonna say. <laughs> or if we keep within single digits, it's gonna tank their net ranking too. So that would be yeah. We, we've got that to play for, which is great. Last text: If something were to fall from the ceiling on Thursday. Who would you rather have hit in the head, Cal or KP? Come on. I don't want anybody hurt. No, no. Unless Doug Shouse is rapping. Statis, <laughs> statis. Uh, tonight, we've got the big extra response to this. we got the Scooters Coffee Frisco Bowl, 9 o'clock on ESPN. Why is it so late? Come on. Well, I, I didn't know I just I didn't know Scooters go was that here. big thing. I, just, I went to they're everywhere. Scooters now. Yeah, they're good. UTSA versus Marshall UTSA. Meep Meep is an eight-point favorite. I, I'm going with the, the Roadrunners to cover because the texture said so. Who do you got? I'm going to go Marshall. Take Marshall the points. It's weekday, so now I'm, I'm going all in on UTSA. Nah. <laughs> all right, enjoy. Learning. we got Indiana basketball versus Moorhead State coming up next. We're back tomorrow at 3 Cal o'clock. Something. Western, yeah, thank you for that. Western versus Cal something after that. Enjoy the hoops. Enjoy the football. We'll see you guys back here at 3 o'clock tomorrow. Take it from me, it's I to be. And now it's your feel, no one prejudice was obsolete. And all mankind danced to the exact beat. And at night it was safe to walk down the street.